0: Micah, welcome back to the bar.
1: Hey, it feels it's good a- to be here. Can I get a drink? Can someone fill this thing up, please? Uh, Come on. Jeez. Uh,
0: hey, innkeeper innkeeper, what? I bet you're <laughs> expecting a big burly man to walk over and fill oh, up a drink. In walks well, wh- a robot.
1: <laughs> I will fill your beverage with <laughs> sedatives.
0: Hmm, that wasn't what you're expecting from an innkeeper, <laughs> no, was it? Maybe yes, you're gonna
1: have to listen to figure out what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, that's something that's gonna come up a little bit later in the episode as we talk about maybe mixing up the ways we think about stories. You know, we have these black and white interpretations of things the ways we expect stories to go, that the sort of handed low-hanging fruit, the 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 tropes that are given to us from a young age. And then we have ways of breaking through these these things to create new and exciting novelties and possibilities like robots handing you sedatives in a dog shelter uh so that's one of the things <laughs> that we're going to be talking displaying about displaying their ability <laughs> yeah. to deliver you gourmet cuisine <laughs> yeah and fanciful <laughs> displays of luxury and exoticism and so one of the things we're talking about today is gray areas so making things less black yes. and white making things more complicated and that's that's exactly the 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 thing that we get at in the exercise that we're hinting at here
1: mm-hmm absolutely uh, we are we're introducing a new segment uh, where we have created the Right Guys Toolbox. It's a it's a shared toolbox that we all get to carry around in our back pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, it's deceivingly uh, convenient. It can fit in any pocket and in any outfit that you're wearing. Uh, probably something to do with quantum mechanics there. But uh, by the end of this episode, you are going to have that Right Guys Toolbox. Uh, On your person and there will be two new tools in it that you'll learn about Um, and uh, we go over the challenge of Mm -hmm. romance and my god has it been tackled in every way that I can imagine beautifully by the right guys community yep the challenges
0: are really good they're really fun this week and there's a lot of different kind of styles to them right guys curriculum seems to be going well a lot of people picking up their pens to to get on that challenge which we're super excited about and uh in that same vein announcing the next challenge is something that's going to happen right at the end so you're going to have to stick around all the way to
1: to hear to hear that one yep and you're going to want to pick up that toolbox because you just may need one of those tools to do the challenge Mm. all right so let's get right into it then let's go
0: Ben? Hey! Welcome. Nice seeing you here. Welcome back to the right guy's table.
1: Yes. Hey, is that a I see a guitar you brought into the bar back there? Indeed, yeah, there can... is a
0: guitar back here in the bar. Nice.
1: Just leaning up against the old uh, the old oak. Oh man, that's always a good sign to see a, a guitar in the bar. <laughs> well, dude, how has your week
0: been? It was good. Um, I last week stayed out at my parents place in Chester mm. Springs had mm. had some had some quiet peaceful time out away from the city away from the hustle and bustle um watched some olympics
1: actually oh yeah which which yeah. one or curling? what sport i watched the curling too yeah team schuster oh man <laughs> i don't i wasn't
0: paying attention to the names <laughs> <laughs> that's the american team Oh, so That's dude. What they kept calling
1: them. Yeah, so dude. Which, which would you rather do, the brooming or the or the the toss and the sliding? I think I
0: I think I would like the aiming more than the brooming. Yeah, that brooming looks intense. But I hear that each everyone has to do it, right? It seems that way, yeah. They seem to all rotate.
1: Yeah. It's You've a got my, your like, mysterious it, sport. <laughs> so I'm guessing like the better you are, the that you kind of anchor like you'd go last because right. like that's when you really need those to be perfect shots yeah schuster was always bringing up the rear dang <laughs> he must yeah. he must get a lot of curling tail that's schuster <laughs> <laughs> he had like he had great like
0: personality and banter like he would just be like you would because they're all lapelled up like all the curling players have uh-huh. mics on their like shirts and and th- th- there's, I guess, not much, like, reason for whatever reason to strategize and, like, hide it from the enemy team. So they're just talking and yelling their strategies so casually to each other. And, like, you can almost drown it out if you're not, if you're not aware of it. But, like, like sometimes, like, if, before I realized, I thought it was just, like, the announcers or, like, people, like, yelling from the stands or something. Then at one point, I just realized, like, these are just the players talking to each other in real time yeah right in front of them yeah (laughs) and there's one point where schuster was like looking at like a a, just like the board was like so stacked against them and he starts describing this shot and he's like do you guys think i can make this like triple shot off the back and you just hear one by one no 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 <laughs> everyone on the team and he was like yeah okay but he was like all he right. was ready for it he was, yeah. <laughs> he was gonna
1: go for it if they if they all gave him the thumbs up and that's he said they're like i don't think i can do that but maybe what do you guys think no okay no. yeah know. no i was just kidding <laughs> uh so i was watching and just like man where do you practice curling Like what if, is there a curling league in Fort Worth, Texas, you know, like if I want to get into it and, uh, and that just led me down a rabbit hole and I ended on curling tattoos, (laughs) like for people who are really into it. And sure enough, dude, there are some good curling tattoos out there. I think one of my favorites was, it was a tramp stamp and it had, it just had like, like dot, 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 dot. It was like this little, like, it like and then uh or dashes and then it had like like a little curling disc or ball or whatever you call it and uh and then like little wind behind it so it was like a little curling (laughs) thing was just zipping across your back nice there was that and then there was like this beautiful flower and in the middle of it was a curling ball wow yeah it was well done quite profound (laughs) yeah I think, I think once you get bit by the curling bug mm-hmm. you may never go back yeah
0: and then um I don't know when I'm going to I might get a haircut soon my hair is getting like very big mm. and um I didn't I I was going to bring this up because the last time I got my haircut was like the day before we recorded the first episode of right guys and oh. so this haircut has been growing out since like my last really short cut. And it's sort of like the, the lifespan and identity is sort of woven into the right guys universe for me. Oh so, man,
1: we need to, we need to clip uh screenshots of all the episodes together the other so we can see your hair growth.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and, um, I yeah, maybe we should get a poll of like whether we I shouldn't get it cut because I'm considering getting it cut soon, but like maybe we just
1: see I like how that. long we can just keep it going. We can poll it. the Discord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If okay, if you think Ben should cut his hair, hop in the Discord and place your votes in off topic. Good um, idea. Maybe we can put can we do polls on that? I guess
0: we'll find out. I mean, like, you definitely can make polls online and then post a link in Discord. So, like,
1: yeah, oh, we're doing that. <laughs> That's another idea that, 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 uh, I'm just going to say we're doing that and then I'm not going to do anything <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, it's on me to create a, a poll of whether
0: people want me to cut my hair. It's seeming more and more vain.
1: Narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, what's on your mind, dude? Um
0: Well, I guess literally my hair was on mm-hmm. my mind. Um the curling was on my mind staying out at my parents. What have you been up to since the last episode? That's what I want to know.
1: Okay. Um Well, uh I actually have been all over the place. Um, I have I have big news to announce again. Mm-hmm. Second O Sleeper song is done,
0: dude. Nice,
1: <laughs> dude. I'm the, We're this, going this ball is rolling. Yes. Um. And man, it is so exciting. Uh, it's now a like a um uh, a movie that. I, I feel like I keep pausing every time I finish a song. And I'm just like, oh, I can't wait to sit down and watch the rest of this. Like, it's starting to, like, it's really starting to shape up. And I kind of have, have an idea of, like, where he's going to go next. Like, I know where he's going, but I don't know what's going to happen. And um, I'm also really stoked on uh, on a song title. Uh, the song title for this the 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 second one. I'm actually I'm stoked on both of them, but um, this one that uh, that I just finished is called "Awaken the Forge," mm. and uh, it was something where I I finished the song and I was just sitting there, I was like, what am I gonna, what am I gonna um name this thing? And I was walking around my house and I started like cleaning or doing something to just kind of like get away from the uh from the desk, and I was like. I was like, oh, is like a forge? Like, yeah, so what's he doing with Forge? Like something the Forge, the Forge, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, awaken the Forge. So I was like, yeah, that'd be sick. Something like that. And then <laughs> and then I, yeah. I would and I was like kept kept thinking about different stuff. And then I was like, has that been taken yet? <laughs> and I I got on Spotify and typed it in. Nothing came up. Then I got on Google and typed it in. Nothing came up. Even That's on Google. Crazy. Yeah, how you I said was it like, on online, dude. I know, but hey, I, <laughs> hey, I, I'm the first one saying it. <laughs> yeah, but, establishing
0: so, your intellectual property right right
1: now. <laughs> that's right. Um, and so there was one, uh, there was one close, and it was from a game called Pillars of Eternity. This popped up in um, in, in in my Google search, and but it was awaken the White Forge. So, Awaken the Forge is is never been published, and that's always exciting. That's a little exercise yeah. I do with a lot of our a lot of the time uh, with those sleeper songs is like I'll try to be thinking about a song and I'll Google it until I Google something and it returns no results. I'm like, oh yeah, there we go. I like that.
0: Yeah, dude, it's tough these days. Yeah, it is. I I've I've t- struggled to.
1: To find names that aren't taken like it is man but i mean it doesn't matter also like because there's getting so much content out there and
0: oh yeah first and for song names i don't for song names i've given up on that like yeah for for a band name or for a artist name for me it was really important and that one was like a heartbreaker when you find something that you think isn't taken,
1: and and then a month later, that was like, a great one too. Like, yeah, I had
0: I had a couple that right I there. love.
1: I loved I loved that first one. I lo- I I do. I must say, I like I I like Ayumi better. I think in the end, I found the right one. I think you did too. It's it you, was, are you willing to share your first. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, because I have it on there. I right now, like when I signed up on Spotify, I had to put in a name for like my record label. It was like it was like if you're an independent, whatever. If you're just self distributed, you got to put in your own name for your record label. Mm-hmm. On Spotify. So I put it in as that Moon Kid.
1: Yeah, Moon Kid. That's a dope name. This is also a huge glass of wine and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I got the biggest glass I could find in honor of our challenges that we'll be sharing and and uh, discussing over last week's topic, romance. Yes, so, epic. Just getting, getting <laughs> moody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so finished the second of a sleeper song, getting super stoked. Um, That's and- super exciting. Wait, and can you
0: share the name of the other one too
1: or no? I don't know i like like okay. sharing one name has got me like already like did i just do that but uh <laughs> can i do that like is that a, was that a good idea or am i just kind of feeling myself right now um, i trust my right guys uh but uh no i'm not gonna share the first one because i i think i'm also gonna name the album after the first one oh, okay yeah um but uh yeah so that was super exciting and then um the other thing that that has just it's so random that's been just going in my life now is, uh, and this happened like I said on last 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 episode, this happened because of my partner in the collaboration, like he he kind of just like pushed me over the ledge on it, and uh, I started skateboarding again, like uh, I was tr- I was trying to save money, so I canceled my gym membership. And I was like, man, I really I really want to stay active. I want to stay I, I need something I can get a sweat on, but running is like the most boring thing in the world and going and picking up weights is the most boring thing in the world. And uh having to like rely on someone else to come work out with you for you to work out is like it's hard logistically. But uh I was like after seeing that he's doing it and uh and I, I like found my board in my in my garage and i bought a helmet because i don't want to die cause i'm very clumsy um i started going out and now it's like a regular thing and yesterday i went to uh my first ever skate park whoa to skate
0: epic dude yeah and you, and you uh tell me about this how
1: long were you there okay you wipe okay yeah. out so
0: how many times
1: <laughs> so basically, I started. Oh yeah. So i i started uh, I started just going out to the park, and when I say I skating, I mean I'm trying to stay on the board, but for long periods of time, <laughs> and it takes a lot of effort for me. So I end up drenched in sweat, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's, that's a great workout." But um, so i i was talking about i was i was telling another one of my friends about it and he was like dude i've been wanting to get back into it too and uh i was like yeah he's like yeah i I just found my board and i was like let's meet up and skate and then so i go to his house and his friend and and another one of our friends is over there already hanging out with them and he's like so what are y'all gonna do and we're like dude we're actually gonna go skate some parking lots and he was like Oh, dude! I got my board in my car. We were like, "What?" So the three of us end up having this little, like, like, uh, under beginner skate sesh, (laughs) and uh, it was so fun. Uh, But we skated some parking lots for like an hour, and then uh, my friend was like, "Dude, you want to go to the skate park that's like two miles from my house?" And I'm like, "That's I don't know, man. I don't know if." I don't know if i'm ready to be seen like this i don't know if uh it, it just feels like a lot of pressure uh also very dangerous for me uh, but he was like i know i know but wh- why don't we just go check it out And i was like all right let's go so we went and there's you know there's ramps and stuff like that everywhere and i i started out and i was like okay i've got to go down one of these i gotta just i gotta try so i went to the tiniest one and and I just, like, got up there, and I just kind of, like, rolled down. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Whew, adrenaline is racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we ended up staying for, like, two hours. And uh, and by the end of it, I had gone down every ramp at the skate park. Not the quarter pipe stuff where you, like, actually drop in, mm-hmm. but, like, the big tall ramps and stuff. Yeah. Where, uh, and... It was so fun and yeah. such a good workout. And I like my, my Ollie is getting um, existent, <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> I'm not going to say good. I'm not going to say close. But I'm th- I am like about one every third try I can do it. And the back, the back wheel is coming off about that much off the ground. But that counts. And I rolled off a curb and didn't fall and that was really cool very exciting so yeah those are two big wins like i'm I'm feeling good
0: yeah that's awesome um and yours reminded me of some other stuff that was on my mind um your uh breakthrough on your song i mean we've both been sort of going through this right guys curriculum we've been talking about mm-hmm, how we've mm-hmm. been breaking through our writer's block and getting reaching new creative goals and i guess i have some updates on that as well just like oh let's go it's here. yeah just um i've i've been working on um finalizing I've, I've been trying to put together like the last few pieces on uh like magnum opus like it's like one that i'm it's on i'm really currently like really obsessed with and think it's like my greatest song ever yeah and i'm trying to finish it by next month by the middle of march to submit it for like the tiny desk uh contest oh, for like dude. an unknown artist i
1: didn't even know they did that yeah
0: so they have a contest every year and like unknown artists can submit and so I and just, hey for
1: for anyone who doesn't know tiny desk is a phenomenal uh youtube series uh youtube series right yeah the
0: youtube channel kind of thing like or like radio show that has a youtube channel it's like a concert venue slash recording studio
1: slash music store it looks like you know yeah uh but basically uh they they bring in uh musical acts of all walks of life all genres all levels of stardom and everybody has to perform at this desk on like there's like one mic in the room and it's sitting on this tiny desk and everybody performs to it. But I'm talking like Mac Miller's on there, Avit brothers, uh, freaking Adele. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, they've got so many people on there and it's just amazing to see these, uh, these musicians, how they sound like if there was just one mic in the room and it's just, then they do like cool like interviews with them in between songs and it's just a very intimate setting but oh my god i would flip if you were on that (laughs) yeah that'd be crazy i mean it's just like yeah it's something
0: something to kind of like look at and and it's a deadline to submit for and it's you know like i have it i'm at a point where i'm like right on the cusp of finishing what I think is really like seminally kind of like sums up a lot of what I've been trying to do with music recently. So it'll feel like I can really put my stamp on this submission. Nice. I can get It really feels finished. like you. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't oh, wait to yeah. say this song because I think you'll agree. Um, but it's, uh, it's so tough. Like we've talked about getting those last few puzzle pieces because it's like this one is really, really carefully curated and it's like, it's sort of the best of both worlds of like we've talked a lot about things that are projects versus things that are like personal and true and it's like this is one thing that i've like mined a lot of truth into but Mm. it's like a very very like specific thing that i wanted to do that i am now like 90 percent of the way toward having achieved with the song in its current state and it's like i'm i'm in those last few steps and so hopefully, I'm able to get a, a right guys themed breakthrough on like those those last puzzle pieces for this song in the next. Oh, um congratulations, but, man! That is so exciting. But with with that and the the whole music career thing, um, I I've also just been working on new songs that have just been kind of coming up um, in life. Um and there's one that I could play, but I might save until next time if you think it would be more fitting for next week's topic.
2: It's so
1: good. Ben so play um, it now. Played me a little something on our meetup call before this, and I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I mean, we can't not do it. You're just gonna have to play it again, hey, maybe next week you'll have more to it,
0: oh yeah, maybe <laughs> uh so
1: so I so we were talking about it, and we had two topics that we wanted to go over, which we'll we'll get to, but one of we'll get to what we chose here in a sec, but um what we another topic that we really want to do that we decided we're gonna do next time is honesty in yeah. writing and uh when to be honest and uh how to be honest and the power of honesty and all that stuff like that. And, uh, and Ben was like, Oh, I just happen to have something that's very honest for me.
0: Yeah. I've been thinking about those concepts a lot recently and sorry, I'm going to be a little away from my mic when I sing this. Hopefully the levels are okay with the guitar. Um, yeah, it's a song that there's a lot of honesty in and the song itself is kind of about honesty. Uh, and that being a topic that we want to talk about, I mean, we can get into a little about it here. Why I think how I think it's so connected to writing, um, and like performing as well. But writing is kind of a way of performing.
1: This is a verse, right?
0: This is a chorus, but oh, yeah, of basically like right, that chorus that you're that you're, that
1: you're starting to build a song around.
0: Yeah. All right, ready. I'm
2: lying all the time, it's who I've been my whole entire life My one-way mirror, I can always see you through But all you'll ever see when you look back at me is my reflection of you
1: Will you say the words? uh... Yeah.
0: I'm lying all the time. It's who I've been my whole entire life. My one-way mirror. I can always see you through, but all you'll ever see when you look back at me is my reflection of you.
1: Mm. I'm so glad that you decided to just like rip the filter off and, and just be vulnerable yeah that's powerful i i when 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 you showed me this earlier i was just like oh my god he's saying he's he's what i think what i said was dude you're reading my mail right now like this is exactly what i've been like feeling and especially after i feel like a lot of people have i feel like a lot of people need to hear that hear that voiced um especially after all the quarantine stuff and just like the weird um the separation of social interaction, like the pulling into oneself of the past, like few ye- couple years. Um, and then, you know, just different personality types, like in- introverted personality types versus extroverteds. Uh, it's just, I, I think it's going to be powerful, man. I'm excited.
0: Thanks. Yeah. It's been, it's been crazy. And I sort of brought this up a bit earlier, but, um, it's been crazy. Like, having written something that initially felt so personal and like deeply secret that when i first came up with the idea for this song like the thought of sharing it with people seemed hilarious it was just like a thought project of like the moment that i was coming up with it was just totally speculative as like You know, this would be if I was actually being honest with people about how like crazy like I actually am and like LOL. Yeah. And then I was just like, (laughs) what if what if that's what good art is? It's just people looking at themselves and finding the thing that's like the most extreme and then just not being afraid to share it. And uh so I was like, Yeah, like what would it look like to be an artist that just did write that song and share it? And I was like, that's what I feel like a lot of my favorite artists look like <laughs> so mm. like like are people sharing super difficult stuff that often involves like like pain and like traumas and like other like issues that are going on in their lives like so those and, are like, things i want to be and, honest like, about <laughs> yeah like so yeah and then all of a sudden like i write this song and i'm like so you know it's it's nerve-wracking but oh, yeah. I show people because I'm ex- honestly, once I have the verse out, it's, I'm more excited about it than, than, like, than I am scared of it, luckily. And so like, I can show people. And when I show people, everybody I show says, dude, you read my mind. That's me. And it's like I thought I was trying to look for the most inten- – like the least relatable thing, but it turns <laughs> out to be the most relatable
1: kind of – Dude, I-, I feel like the – the best thing uh, an artist can do is seek out what seek out what's in what is inside him that is least comfortable and, and like bring it to the surface and, and like seek out like constantly the second you're creating art comfortably, like I feel like there's an edge missing there. And if it doesn't like excite you, thrill you, Um, make you nervous, make you scared. Uh, you could dig deeper. Like there's more that you could, that, that there's more you could tell. And it's, it's awesome too. Like, uh, we, we experienced this, uh, and we'll get to it, but on the, on the writing challenge, you know, uh, we had, uh, uh, a submission from somebody who was like, Hey, I just wanted to send this in. Um, but uh, I, I, but don't share it. But I just want to know what y'all think. And then we both read it, and we were like, "Oh my god, we, this is this is great! Like this is important, you know." And then we reached out, and we're like, "Hey, hey, can we share this?" Like, like, <laughs> but, hey, but were you hey, being serious? Hey, <laughs> hey are, are you are you really nervous about it? Like, uh, if you are, then we don't want to push you, but we want you to know that we think it's great, and we think it's important, and it's a it's a powerful message, uh, and it's like and they they agreed to it so we're going to share it later but um yeah the 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 power and vulnerability you know like and vulnerability could be like it's pretty much just ripping the filter off like letting someone see what's really on your mind what's really how you really feel about something and knowing that it's probably going to make some people shut down it's also probably going to break through some other people's walls i think it's uh that's beautiful, yeah. but yeah, I could keep going on this because this is a whole topic. There's a whole thing. right. So <laughs> yeah, this is we, not are gonna save, <laughs> we are today's topic. We are going to
0: save that topic for next time.
1: Yeah, but yeah, no, that's awesome, man. I'm stoked to, I'm stoked. Yeah. That the ball's rolling. In yeah, court. it's a
0: fascinating. It's a fascinating discussion to think about, and and from from the perspective of um, honesty as a writer, uh, like like we were just talking. You obviously going into just talking about how honest we are with our work and like how how those things can connect to people and can be like extremely powerful but as a writer what you're doing almost more than anything a lot of times is like concealing and like creating like weaving together intricate fantasies and fictions and like Mm -hmm. which is like sort of the opposite of telling the truth and so like how you do those things hand in hand is really fascinating obviously that's where like thematics come into play where like metaphors and and
1: what have you but like that's Dude, that's a that that, that, topic that, for tomorrow that's for that's time. <laughs> that's honestly and this is the last thing I'll say about it cuz <laughs> i just want to keep going uh but that's exactly how um you know most of of my writing has been is is typically like a a story some a piece of me with like two sometimes three layers of metaphor over it
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then there's this this easter egg if so much, and, and, and that's it's something I've, I've been intentional about um and have enjoyed that that like that that process and it allowed me to write things i wasn't initially comfortable with um and be vulnerable in a way and it kind of constrictively forced me to like to to go to, to figure out what story would fit this and how i could better hide it and all this stuff like that but if someone dug deep enough and met me at the show that was the thing like if you if you met me at the show and asked me like what is this song about i would i i, I didn't say it about i didn't say it in interviews i didn't say it anything like that like i would i would always just stick to the metaphors and interviews and stuff but if you met me at a show and uh and ask me what the song is about the first thing i i I always say is well what does it mean to you and then and i'll say well what it means to me because i don't think a song really has a definite meaning because a song is kind of living you know it's it's gonna take on new meanings to everybody who hears it and i don't want to miss the chance to hear someone's uh take on it like without without my impression on it you know without hmm. them 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 filtering it through what what, what my meaning was on it but yeah. uh and then i'll tell them and be like oh well this is this is what i struggle with and this is blah 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 and then it opens up this beautiful moment of vulnerability but what i'm trying to do right now is take away a couple layers of metaphor and just be and let myself breathe a little bit and be a little bit more vulnerable and be a little bit more specific and be a little bit more and that has been exhilarating because i just Mm -hmm. haven't existed in that space um anyway we will talk about honesty on the next (laughs) on the next episode get excited Get excited! It's going to be great, and I, we're going to engage on the uh, the Discord about this. I want to see if we can get um, some good chatter about honesty and and maybe some cool stories to to share from our community. Um, but uh, why don't we just talk, why don't we announce the topic of today? What do you think? Yeah,
0: that sounds like pertinent timing.
1: Okay, all right. So today we today this episode is all about the gray. All gray everything is what we're calling this thing, okay? What I mean by that is the importance of gray characters, gray settings, gray plots, as opposed to black and white characters, black and white settings, black and white plots. Um, I think that this is something that uh, that is important to be mindful of, and it's something that I struggle with, hugely in my in my my writings where i'll realize that a character that i'm writing that i started out really stoked on and then as i write them i just get bored and i'm like i I don't even want to be on this i don't i wouldn't want to read this like what's going on like I, i find like pointless characters and then and then as being as trying to be mindful of it um i start to pick up on really well done very gray characters in uh in in entertainment and literature out today uh that i thoroughly enjoy and i kind of start to piece together i was like the the reason i like this so much is because it's not black and white um uh and then i start to my radar is definitely heightened for just straight black and white characters and it's like the second i realize someone's black and white I immediately lose interest. I'm like, okay, I can fill in the gaps. I know the, where this is going. You might as well not be there. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think about that?
0: So there, I mean, there's a ton of like black and white, like situations and, in, in stories that I think about that come to mind when you, when you bring this up, like, um, and one that was brought up in the discord. Uh, I think sky said this, like how Slytherin is like especially because it's noted that they're not supposed to be simply evil um Mm. seems to be like stated and even overstated in the book that like oh like you know there's complexity to each character and even you know even how Slytherin like like people have like people have multiple but it's like to, to the, the, the the irresponsibility of saying that and then never demonstrating it in the plot is like yeah, hilarious to me. That's a great but, point. But like the, I mean, I think there's an there's a, a, any number of reasons you could say you could give for it. You know, like it's a it's a children's book with a limited number of pages. You don't have all the time in the world to build out every character backstory, and so it's mm-hmm. like, you know, every for every troubled kid in Slytherin. There probably is, you know, a backstory technically for how whatever went wrong. And, and like
1: It's a big gap to fill in with your mind though, or to, to trust the audience with or Yeah. Or it's uh, just kinda but, like but homework. You,
0: but well but but the whole thing is like you only have the story from Harry's perspective, right? And so it's yeah. like he's not friends with any slithering characters. You see the people who he's friends with. And so like you get those stories and you see Draco's story and you How you much how of,
1: much more powerful would it have been if he did have a, a friend who was in Slytherin, though? You know, yeah. it, like didn't like waste it on Hufflepuff, you know. It's very like, true. I mean, mean, even by the name, you know that it's not gonna be threatening and it's not gonna be bad have, at all. He didn't like, even
0: have friends from Hufflepuff either. It's like all his friends are in Gryffindor. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> <that's true. laughs>
1: but like uh, I, I that, that's that's prime example like uh, of of the now, now, granted, we're not talking about what 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 is going to be successful. What's going to like, mm-hmm. uh, you yeah. know, because it didn't hold J.K. Rowling back from, oh yeah, and, <laughs> becoming for a the success. Book,
0: whatever she was doing was definitely enough for like, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. points across. But to but, but to talk about an example of characters that could be more fleshed out, yes, that you could critically. That you could definitely see that an example of that, and I think Slytherins a great.
1: Okay, so let's 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 just hop on that right away. Um, so let's just spitball some ideas. Let's talk about, about
0: Harry's friend who's in Slytherin. I love this concept. Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, so let's spitball some ideas about how making, throwing, like, p- throwing some gray on Slytherin would, uh, would, could deepen the story, could, like, open avenues that, that she could go down, uh, with her writing, uh, could open, could spin off, like, um, you know, spinoff series or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. like things that were going down, like, like imagine, you know how they're doing like Riverdale is like a, is like a, a series now. Mm-hmm. What if I, I could totally see this happening? Like, like net new Netflix series Slytherin, <laughs> Dude, that'd be sick. Everyone would watch it because yeah. it's like, oh shit, there's going to be people in here that I love people. that Let's I'm going to find out that who really is right now. Okay, sorry. So Slytherin, the the Netflix series, everyone would watch that. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. So, like, okay, but like, like, uh, well, I mean, the but low Sna- fruit is well. Let's say Draco Malfoy. Hmm. We have we have Harry's like antagonist, his like his like eye level antagonist, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Completely versed. uh I've seen all the movies. Uh and and I also went to the Disneyland park or Disney World Park and I drank real butter beer. So I do and I got a wand from Olivander's shop, and he chose me. Oh. And he did give me the wait, elder this wand. This is a story, He's, right? Can, I'm, wait, sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean to I'm not trying to name drop here, but I, I've been places. <laughs> okay. Do you want to hear that story real quick? Uh, not that I'm not, not that I want to tell it, but I, do you want to hear it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I, okay. All I, right. It is. I, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna burn through it. Okay. Um. So there's a rift in Shane and I's friendship because of this moment. Uh, Shane absolutely loves Harry Potter to the core. Like read every single book like as soon as it came out. Um, we go to Disney World. We're on tour. We have a few off days in Florida. Uh, we get uh, we get hit up and surprised with someone gifted us tickets to go to Disney World, so we go and um, we we go to the Harry Potter to, to to the Harry Potter World, and we see Hogwarts and everything, and we drink butter beer and uh, which is delicious cream soda, um, and we go and we go down Diagon Alley. And in all these different places and we end up at Ollivander's wand shop and everybody's like, Oh, we got to get a wand. Like everyone has to get a wand. Like we're spending, I haven't eaten for like two days so I can buy a wand. Uh, and this is the early days uh, of O Sleeper. <laughs> and uh, we're like, uh, we're sitting there and they're like, Oh, the wand you have to get in line. So you wait. Cause there's a whole thing like, like Ollivander comes down and does this whole production and everything and they got to reset it, and then like then the next group comes in. So we're waiting. We sit. We sit in line for hours. Get in there, and Oliver. Comes down. The dude. It could have been a Broadway actor. It was amazing. And he comes down, and all of us are like, oh, I at this point hmm. have only seen like one movie. <laughs> Shane has read every book, uh-huh. <laughs> and. Knows them through and through and seen every movie and everything. And I just know enough about – I just know the first episode. So I'm sitting there like – or the first first movie. And I'm sitting there like, I'm like, oh, that's the guy, the wand guy. <laughs> and Shane's sitting there behind me like – And oh. so he comes down. Oliver does a spiel and he goes into like the wand has to choose the wizard and he's like now i'm sensing something from the crowd one of you has some serious potential and he starts scanning and shane is like vibrating behind me like like we're crammed in close and he's just like i kind of hear like whimpers coming out of his mouth like and he's he's he shane's right here like right behind me right and Ollivander's like, "Uh," and he starts pointing at at, at he and I, and he's like, yes, and Shane's like, and starts leaning on me, and he's like, you, to me. He's like, step forward. You have great power within you, and Shane's just like, oh my, he's just devastated (laughs) <laughs> and I get to do the whole thing where, like, I'm testing out my wand and like shooting books off the shelf, and he's like, <laughs> "Ollivander's clapping for me." I'm living out a an actual dream of shame as he watches with just decimated uh, hopes. <laughs> And you're just from atop his spell broken games. dreams. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm like patron and pro, yo popping stuff, you know. And uh, and Oliver's like, you'll get it soon, gifted one. And uh, I'm like, ha ha ha. And, and then he's like, he picks out. He's like, the wand has to choose the wizard. And then it's the icing on the cake, as if all that was not bad enough. The icing on the cake is that the that the wand that chose me was the elder wand, which is exactly the one that Shane wanted to buy, and I got it for free. <laughs> and so and, yeah, and then anyway, there was one more nail, nail in the coffin, and that's that. Like uh, Jenna, my wife is uh, was. Is, is a huge harry potter fan and was was a massive harry potter fan and he's like he's like he was just fuming about the wife fuming about everything and i'm talking about him and and he was like you should give me that wand. and i was like well, i'm gonna give it to jenna <laughs> she's like Ollivander chose you and the, the wand shows you can't give your wand to someone else and i was like i was like yeah but she's the harry potter fan and he's like he just storms off. I don't think we talked for a couple days after that. <laughs> yeah, so I had to, that, that was I had to share that. Thank it's, you. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> it's a uh, great story. Oh yeah, it was it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Um, anyway, uh, let's take Draco. Let's take Draco in this idea of like let's throw some throw some gray on him. This is this is Harry's eye level. Uh, antagonist is how it, how it's played. Now, now, now correct me cuz I don't want to step on uh on on Harry Potter lore. It do, does does Draco have like as it progresses? Yeah. Does does he have like some does he mm-hmm. get gray on him?
0: He has depth for sure. And it's it's like if you're expecting everyone to have you know, equal parts bad and good. You're not looking for a realistic story. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in a world where everything is gray, everything being gray, meaning some things are pretty black or pretty white. Yes. At times. And so it's like, so seeing, but absolutes don't Seeing the complexity in Draco is about seeing complexity. And so like he, he in my opinion like by the end of the series he's sort of rehabilitated like you skip forward in time and you see him as an adult and he's like a responsible person and like yeah but through through like the last couple of books are where you're getting like the like in between of like he's sort of maybe seeing toward like the light and he's like seeing how evil his sort of family and upbringing have have been but like he's hesitant to like switch sides and then kind of does at some point Mm -hmm. Um, and you kind of, you see those things play out, but like the, the more, like, I I don't think you, you, I don't think you need a redemption arc for it to be, uh, complex. And I think that he, he's a character who they introduced that even beforehand. Um, just like I, I, and, and this is where it's like, because there, there is room in realistic stories for things being more for characters who are more one way or the other. I think like as long as you are seeing why they are the way that they are and you're seeing the sides of it, it kind of works a lot of the time. And it's like he's someone who screen time was given to him and the characters around him. So like you you meet his family. And then Uh, you can kind of piece together like his dad's kind of an asshole. And like his like like the value system that they have is pretty messed up. And like then you can kind of see how that's pervasive throughout a lot of like the Slytherin bloodlines and then it's like oh yeah these idea structures are sort of what lead to these behaviors and so you can you can sort of read into it and 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 see it in that in those ways but Mm -hmm. at the same time i don't think that we see that represented in most character most of those characters and that we don't I think that more grace could be given to their personalities, but we do see yeah. them also making good decisions
1: and bucking maybe, their upbringing. Yeah. Maybe, the maybe the example is better like on like how Slytherin as a group, Exactly, you know, yeah. like, cause that, that's, that's a thing that, that absolutely can, can happen too. And like, like I remember I loved, uh, uh, X-Men comics growing up and the brotherhood, the bad guys, uh, Magneto's side. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while didn't really have like much uh they were just the bad guys and you didn't you didn't get to know them at all like they just these guys popped out and they also had powers but you didn't really care about them because one was like a toad <laughs> and you know i was like oh cool that's probably not the power i'd want um but uh and 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 later like 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 as 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 the the as the um x-men lore like developed they started like sprinkling it in which was which was great but um i feel like that was uh i don't know that like 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 it was a necessity like you're gonna lose any interest in in this conflict if there was no like now like 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 the brotherhood now is like they're, they're they're fighting for a greater purpose they're fighting for the mutants you know like like, the, what they actually are, you know, and like, and they, they they want their own freedoms, and they want their own everything, and like, like now it's like a, it's a gray thing, it's a totally gray thing, uh, because if you're a mutant, like, you want your freedoms, and you want, you want to, uh, you want your, you don't want your rights taken away, and you also don't want to be looked at, you want to be an equal in society, um, but the X-Men are protecting, but then, but then they just kind of have this little twist to it, where they're a little heavy-handed with it, and then... The X Men are trying to like stop them and, them and create a balance. Um, so now there's like beautiful conflict in it, mm-hmm. um, and but it's because yeah, when, it's when you gray. can kind of understand both sides. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I felt like I don't know for like like how would it would be interesting to see? It'd be interesting, like like as as a whole, to see like some some gray painted over Slytherin yeah and uh and yeah what that you can, would look like and who you would fall in love with and i i think you, you can really you can
0: hate. you can see it in like 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 i said like adding that depth is really about screen time and so it's like about which characters did they choose to focus on and and where can you see that come in and for that's like draco and voldemort really mm-hmm. snape as well so we could talk about those but like so Voldemort like his whole mission, right? He's like it's it's like it's like almost hit Hitler like like extermination of like a race of like he wants to basically kill muggles, which is like yeah. super irredeemable up front. It's just like, "Oh yeah, this is a pretty obvious bad guy." Like um but you know, like there are in the books you you get into learning about um his backstory as a kid, like as an orphan with parents, one of which was a, was a witch and his father was a muggle. And he mm-hmm. blames like a lot of the weakness of like what led to his circumstances on the muggle side of his family. So he has this big chip on his shoulder of thinking that he's been wronged by this community that is like also weaker and less deserving than he is because they like they are not as strong for th- mm-hmm. these reasons. And so for a kid who's like, doesn't have you know necessarily like all the best like like love and situation in the upbringing growing up doesn't have like the best foundations for how to deal with those types of negative emotions and then has that mixed in with a cocktail of like these different moralistic settings that influence the context of his upbringing that that then you can sort of see how it shakes out to be the super unstable character Mm -hmm. um
1: I feel like I feel like like but even in in like little uh, little moments, you know, it doesn't have to be like massive focus. Mm-hmm. Like like little things could can show you depth to a side. And probably of, is
0: a better way of doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like like uh, like uh, you think about like the Quidditch matches, mm-hmm. and like Slytherin was always. <laughs> Gonna yes. be cheating, yes. always gonna be trying to like uh, mess you up, like always. Yeah. Like they were gonna be the roughhousing, like like they were the ones who were gonna rough you up, like try to knock you off the thing, like team up against you, not even trying to play the game as much as like just trying to sabotage. Um, like 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 easily like one one person on Slytherin like helps them up or something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah, uh, like like that's that that could be all it needs to push it because like you said there's there there, if everything's like the same color gray then uh the same hue then it's gonna then that's boring too like Mm -hmm. and it's and it's complex and and i don't even know how you move a story that way but it's just getting away from stark black stark white like if you can put a dot of white in that black then it's no longer just black you know like like and and something like that I feel like can make you I don't know just uh relate better cuz that that's how life is like the it, the more you spend with someone, the more you yeah, see Yeah for sure. Yeah, anyway. Um so
0: Yeah. Uh, sorry, did you want to keep going? No, no, that? no, go for it. What you were saying about showing it in small ways like mm-hmm. like like finding ways to show it in the quidditch match it's sort of like What I was talking about before, how uh, the characters who have complexity are just the characters who have screen time, and that's that. Um, That's a very fatalistic way of describing that aspect of the writing process, when in reality, there are other creative ways to work around the restriction of screen time. And it's like, if you only have so much screen time, then, and you can't add another scene to show To to show why this character is sympathetic, then make them sympathetic with the screen time that you do have. They're Mm -hmm. in some screen. They're in some screen time. Use them in that scene to like use someone in that scene to show that not all Slytherins are evil all
1: the time. (laughs) Well, imagine this. Like like, what if in the first movie, second movies, first book, second book, and incorrect. And this may exist. I, I. But I'm just spitballing here. What if, what if, like a character that you loved, maybe like an offhand character, like like not a main not, not a main character, but it it they have a few speaking roles that they, you see them a couple times, but you really like them, or maybe they're very vulnerable, and maybe they're like uh, um, you know, a younger kid or something like that that you trust. What if that kid happened to just say in one of their scenes, like. Well, Draco's my best friend, and then you're like, "What? That doesn't make." S- Wait, there must be something about Draco I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now I'm now. Whenever I see him, whenever I read him, I'm gonna be even if, even if I don't ever get it, I'm always gonna be thinking like, "Man, what's under there that I don't know?" Now I'm interested. Now there's like yeah. a, and that's kind of like like that. That's what I'm talking about. Like like it just adds this layer of depth. That I think is needed, and you can add it to, and it can be added to so many different things. Like, uh, like, like it, it can be added to characters. It can be added to settings. It can add, be be added to plots. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I want I wanted to, to bring this up because uh, to talk about it, like a few different ways to uh, to play with that and to kind of break. Uh, writer's block like and, and open up some creative or some creativity there and explore some areas.
0: Yeah. Well, those are great tips and thoughts for like quick, like quick and like subtle ways to, to add depth, like to like to just throwing it into the, the scenes and like, it's like a great example of showing and not telling.
1: Yeah. Having a pet that you is cute, that mm-hmm. loves the, you know, like, you get to see uh, like the, uh, maybe you don't get to see the tender side, but mm. it's there or that wouldn't, that really cute dog wouldn't just love them so much, you know, or, or you know, I don't know. Um, uh, but, uh, so anyway, moving on from that, um, the, uh, there's a couple of, um, couple of really cool techniques that, um, or, uh, are, uh yeah, techniques that that I've I've recently learned that I've been trying out, and it's really fun that I wanted to share. And I thought we could do it in the um, in the aspect of a, of a new segment, a new reoccurring segment. Okay, what we're gonna do is we're gonna build a right guy's toolbox. Okay, today. Whoa. We're going to start it and we're going to put our first two tools in it. Okay. Okay. So, uh we're going we're going I don't, I don't know what we're what we, what we should call it. If we're going to the hardware store, if we're going to the tool store, this is the tool shop. This is the maybe it's tool time. It's tool time. Hmm, tool time. Yeah. Little uh, little nod back to the glory days. Uh but um probably definitely copyrighted so we can't use that a, a bet. but uh, and we're not selling anything. So Um, but anyway, so in this segment, uh, and I want to return to it, but I also want to start something on our, on our website that maybe is like, is the toolbox where Mm -hmm. we put the techniques in as we, as we discover them, create them, share them. Um, but basically I want to talk about, um, certain games that you can play with yourself to, uh, to, to hop out of, of writer's block or to reinvigorate stale characters or or settings or plots and um and just find new ways to go with them these two I heard um on a podcast that i've that I've been thoroughly enjoying uh basically when when we started when you and I started this, uh all of our conversations were like yeah, there's nothing there's nothing for creative writers like you know like. We, we, we sh- we're going to be the first and then pretty much as soon as we we, we we released it I started looking it up and there are there's a lot of stuff out there for creative writers and people doing this um, and one of the guys that I found uh, was this guy who was very active back in like 2016 his name's Brad Reed and he's got a podcast called Inside Creative Writing highly recommend it I've been listening to it um, and he mentioned this uh, from a book called Tinker Toys which is basically like a business marketing, creative business marketing strategies. So it, basically, this guy wrote this book about like different ways to get you thinking outside of the box creatively. And um, and uh, this 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 teacher, uh, uh, Brad Reed, like heard him was like, "Oh, that's a, actually we could use that for for creative writing really well." And um, so I wanted to share it, and I want to I want to put that on our toolbox. Uh, so, so I, I'm I'm messing with the name here. Maybe you can help me out, but I really like um, Throw That Thing Down, Flip It, and Reverse It, or T-T-T-D-F-I-R-T. <laughs> Probably too long, but I love Missy Elliott, so I just thought it would be fun to throw in there. But anyway, so in, in Throw That Thing Down, Flip, and Reverse It, what we're doing is a reversal. Okay? Um, so... For this reversal, we're gonna take a uh, let's take a let's take a character. Um, okay. We're gonna uh, so let's come up with a character, a very basic character. I mean, I mean like auto mechanic or uh, like like this is just somebody in yeah. your story. We're going yeah. to innkeeper. like you can, Okay, an innkeeper, perfect. Okay, so the first step in the in in reversals is let's take three assumptions that we know about an innkeeper, Mm -hmm. like, like things like basic things that come, don't think interesting. Don't think like, but just where does your mind go first? Like, what is an innkeeper? Let's what, what give me, give me three things. Big burly man. Okay. Big burly (laughs) man. Sure. Okay. Um, I'm gonna to toss out like, uh, like, like basic things about the trade. Um, okay, uh, an innkeeper takes care of a place where people stay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a pretty basic assumption. Place where
0: um, people stay usually serves drinks.
1: Serves drinks. Okay. and uh yeah all right there's there's three okay so our characters are going to meet this innkeeper right now and before you write this innkeeper you're thinking like okay that they or they are meeting this innkeeper and you're like okay so how's this innkeeper going to act and you're like he's probably going to be a big burly guy he probably takes care of a place where people stay, and he's probably serving drinks too. He's probably maybe he's got drinks in his hands that he's walking to tables and he's like, yeah, they'll be right with you or something, right? Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do about those three three assumptions is we're going to reverse each one of them. So totally flip them. So he's not a big burly man. he's a short, skinny man. He's a sh- short, skinny woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, takes care of a place where people stay. Okay, what else could it end be where people do not stay at? maybe like a dog shelter that's like that's one <laughs> and then uh let's see uh serves drinks uh not in he doesn't serve drinks uh there's there's what's he serving maybe he's the it's slop
0: it's a it's a it's a
1: solid based alcohol that they're oh, serving wow. like they're to just... the dogs okay hold on i I just threw out dog dog shelter but like let's maybe we could stay on that one for a sec okay well it's a dog shelter
0: that people can stay at too okay it's not a nice place it's just like on the outskirts of town
1: okay okay so maybe maybe the instead of it strictly being where people stay this is a place where like anything stays like this Mm. is a yeah uh okay and all right so this is basically this is just a shelter this is a straight up shelter uh all walks of life yeah and uh instead of serving drinks like maybe she's serving maybe she doesn't she doesn't serve that that's the the exercise she does not serve drinks so uh maybe so she serves food um and she she serves food to them she serves food uh so now we have, instead of these, our characters are walking to meet somebody and, or maybe they just met somebody. And this is like building subtext. You don't have to use all this. You don't have to make the story about this, but it's just like, if you're already going to be meeting a, 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 a an uninteresting person who's not like, uh, that, that you just kind of, or just kind of, I just want to write through this scene. Mm-hmm. Like take what you're assuming with this person you're going to see here and, and reverse it to to put some gray on it in your own mind yeah so now our characters are not going to see a big burly man who takes care of a place where people stay uh, serving drinks we're going to see a short skinny woman who welcomes all walks of life and brings food to them now there, you could take this like she's she could be like a mother Teresa type she could be uh she could be like, the 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 woman that just never sits down like she's just a hard working woman and she's trying to like uh get this um get this shelter off the ground, you know? Like she's trying to help her community out, you know. Uh, maybe she's she she serves food. Like that's a that's a that's a thing, you know, like an innkeeper like oh, I got the best ale in town or something like that. Maybe she's she's got uh she's a passionate chef. Maybe that was part of her her past life. So you start like fleshing these things out now uh so after we have the reversals of those um basically you go through now we we did we did one of each of these but the exercise is to like take big burly man and think of like three different things that that could be instead of a big burly man Mm -hmm. short skinny woman what else could it be it could be um a robot Ooh, yeah love that okay and give me one more it could be um it doesn't have to be interesting either
0: it could be uh, like a trained monkey
1: oh nice <laughs> i love that and then uh, the shelter. It could be all walks of life. It could be like anyone could stay there. It could be a dog shelter I like that too. Um, it could be a uh, ooh, it could be uh, like a pay by the hour type thing. You know, they're not there to stay overnight. It's not an inn. Like they're not, like maybe this is a seedy place. Mm, you know, where it's a like, den of
0: prostitution, a brothel, even a
1: brothel. Maybe it's a perfect yeah a brothel yeah. so now we have a uh and then and serves drinks um what if it's a, instead serves food instead maybe like uh like opium or something like that like drugs could be that yeah like some kind of like enhancing drugs yeah uh and yeah it you know, could, could be more. just
0: doesn't doesn't serve drinks and that's a policy that is constantly getting questioned but it's like it's it's a big part of just this establishment just doesn't serve
1: drinks see i like that one the most because it makes you be like why doesn't he serve drinks and then it's like what if like what if like that's like a part of his past that or a part of her past that's like yeah can i not get like a Can I get a beer or something? We don't have beer. You know, and it's like, whoa. Now they're reacting different. Now, like, all of this, there's all this color in the backstory. And this could all be in your back pocket. Like, it could be a robot running a dog shelter um, that, uh, that, 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 that distributes drugs to the dogs to, like, help calm them down or something like that. Or maybe it's euthanizing the dogs. I don't know like but either way like like it it can just take you immediately out of and and you run the exercise to see what doesn't work and then you find what works you know like so it's like okay maybe that's not where i want to take that that's not where i want to go with this story okay what about this one what and now you have like three three and three that you can mix and match that maybe all that does is just breaks your writer's block to cue another a better idea uh but maybe you find something in there that that you really like, so that's that really is cool. yeah, so uh, so taking that, um, like I said, from that's a character way, but what about a setting uh so let's see, um um let's say like the beach, okay, okay, what are three assumptions of the beach? our characters um, are going to the beach,
0: yeah. So you assume that it's gonna be like sunny and
1: sandy. Yes, I was thinking that too. The first thing I went to was like sunny. It's in the daytime. Yeah, yeah, sunny and warm. Sunny and warm. I guess I don't have to put sunny and daytime because I. <laughs> <laughs> sunny and warm. Okay. What's another? What's another uh, assumption of the beach? Um, there's gonna be. I think like
0: I think the other two would maybe be water and sand. <laughs> water. Oh water that's is a, a big great one consumption. It's gonna be That's an a huge ocean. one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. Um and I typically if you're going to the beach, like I think it's gonna be a good time. Mm. Yeah, like, you're expecting to at least be preparing for
0: that yeah yeah when, whenever assumption. you hear that they're going to the beach you're thinking like oh this yeah. is going to be a good moment yeah uh, it's somewhere it's somewhere it's somewhere you go to celebrate not necessarily like oh difficult things need to happen at the beach
1: right exactly <laughs> I got something serious I need to talk to you about let's go to yeah. the beach yeah there's bring a, your a problem flippies. that can only be dealt with at the beach <laughs> bring your swimmies and flippies I need to talk to you about some serious shit <laughs> uh, okay so so um, now we've got, uh, those are, those are, uh, we got sunny and warm. We got waters water is going to be there and a good moment. And when I talk about these, these assumptions reversals, they don't, they don't have to be, they don't have to be congruent with each other. They don't have to exist in the same universe, um, in the same story. Like, um, but let's see, like, okay, sunny and warm. What are some, uh, three ways we could reverse that um so obviously night and cold
0: yeah night and cold like a, f- a frosted frozen
1: Ooh, frigid. frozen night and frozen uh like like raining and windy yeah Um, uh, and uh yeah we, we don't have to go through all of them Uh, to keep it moving but just think about this this doesn't have to alter what happens in the scene it just gives an opportunity to show how your characters deal with it like let's say let's say like you're you're writing like and they're gonna go to the beach and you feel yourself sliding down this like uh, okay, so they're gonna get their flip flops and they're gonna get their towels and they're gonna get their this and they're gonna, and, the, and like they're gonna have this conversation about how um, they think they should have a baby finally, and it's like okay, if you find yourself sliding into it and you find like your setting's boring, it's like okay, what about what if it was night and it was frozen, and they were going to the beach and they w- they were still gonna talk about it, maybe it's time to have a baby, and they're having a good time but they're like they're so cold and they're bundled up and they brought blankets and stuff like that. And like, they're slipping on the, I've actually never been on snow on a sand, but I don't know, maybe it freezes somewhere. But, uh, but maybe like it all of a sudden the setting is now providing these interesting ways that your characters can interact with it uh, and sparks the imagination where we're now, I'm like thinking about like these two people I love having this great conversation in this very uncomfortable setting that is totally contradicts like the norm for that Mm -hmm. it defamiliarizes you with the beach and makes it a whole new experience that you haven't seen anyone else in um so uh you know you go on like and do the same exercise with like water okay the water's not there (laughs) what like what Maybe it's maybe it's pulled back. maybe the tide's so far back and the water's not where, where you thought it would be and maybe it re- it's revealing stuff or maybe it smells terrible now because of that or you know whatever. Maybe it's not a good moment that, that you're that you're about to. Maybe you don't know what kind of moment you want to have, want them to have there, but you know you want them to go to the, the beach what if they, what if they had the tough talk at the beach like that would be like you're trying to have this conversation but then like a frisbee lands in there and like you have to interact with people like, oh here you go yeah sorry so anyway i'm yeah we're this isn't gonna work and then it's like you know like it just it seagull makes a so, sandwich seagull eats your sandwich when you get broken up with like <laughs> could it be a worse day and then it starts raining and freezes and the water goes away I'm just kidding <laughs> But anyway, that's the, that's, that's the yeah. idea of, of that. And you could also do it with, um, with plots and uh, in the same way, like your, your character is creating a decision, uh, a big decision. Like, um, you know, he's going to, like someone pulls a gun and, and you're like, you're like, okay, well he's, he's this guy. So he's going to step in front of in front of this person, or he's going to like stand up. Someone pushes him. He's going to stand up. It's like, is that just, is that just reflex? Are you reflex writing? Or what if you took exactly what you thought he was gonna do there? Or what 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 if you took exactly what you thought this bully was gonna do who walked up and had him do something different? Mm-hmm. Or at least hopped in his head and had him walk, work through it? Um, So that is throw that thing down, flip it and reverse it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome
0: yeah just having that basis of like because I, 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 I have this vague notion in my head a lot of the times when i'm sort of coming up with it with it i, I mentioned innkeeper because that's one of the most common things for me to have to come up with in like D D on the fly yeah is like creve was a great innkeeper by the way. <laughs> thanks and so like coming up with that that's just one of the ones that, that has come come to mind that's been like I've I've had times that I've had enough time to come up with them. I've had times that I've not had enough time to come up with them. But almost always there's a moment where I have this like let's look at what the expectations are and try to um try
1: to defy those expectations.
0: Yes. And it's, usually it, that it's, it's like
1: you have this sense that you're like I'm about to write something boring. Right. And like I think I need I need to I need i need something here i need something yeah there's just a way you can kind of get the juices flowing
0: and it's like usually my brain will take one or two things or kind of a blanket like way that the personality would be and just like kind of just reverse that one factor um Uh, in like a broad way but i think that this this like having three specific things that you look into and then i like that each of them you also do in three different ways um super interesting like having those matrix of possibilities of how the, like the robot could be giving those dogs some like euthanizations versus yeah. like a trained monkey serving like food to
1: and it's like a it's like a display you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a circus type yeah. thing. Like, you, oh, we can go to this place and this trained monkey will serve In us. In this like, like oh, yeah, menagerie
0: where all are welcome In this like outskirts bar where it's just like all, these yeah. all together to watch the monkey serve drinks. And it's like, yeah, those are two completely different worlds that could be satisfying the same thing if the characters just needed to find the place to stay for the night and having to interact with the, th- the being that watches over that place. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Like
1: like it's not to it's not to derail your story and it's not to compromise uh or or break the the connection to a character. You basically kind of do this and then just pick one that fits. Maybe you just pick one even just being like big burly man. Okay, she's a a, a short skinny woman who's just tired, you know, like the opposite of like a well-fed strong dude and it's like it's like okay well she's gonna definitely respond to your characters completely different than this big burly man would you know even if that's if you just took one of them what if the what if it was a big burly man but he was running a dog shelter you know what if what if what if this big burly man didn't serve drinks he just served food and he was very proud of his food you don't Mm -hmm. need drinks with my food it's juicy Mm -hmm. enough you know like Mm -hmm. And it's like what, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like he's gonna he's gonna respond completely differently now, um, but at, at the very least it breaks you out of those little like, uh, yeah. speed bumps. Um. Okay. So the well, so whenever uh, the in that podcast, uh, the 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 guy gave this example of um, he he was talking about uh. A restaurant. He was like, oh, I got these two characters, and they're gonna have this conversation. I know they need to have this conversation. I just have them go into a coffee shop, and I just can't stop. Like, like I just know there's more there. I don't. I just don't want them to go to a coffee. Everyone goes to a coffee shop to have a conversation, you know. Like, it's mm-hmm. it just sets the tone too easy, and like you just you just know what it's gonna be. Um, and basically, he was like, okay, so. They're going to a restaurant. It will say, and he's like, "All right, so what does this, what does this do?" And, and and you know, it's kind of similar to where we went with things, but it was like he was like, "Okay, assumptions I have about a restaurant. Um, uh, they're going to uh, sell food for money. Uh, they're going to advertise. They're uh, and they're going to have a storefront or something. But, you know, it was something like that." uh and that basically that what he ended up creating was they were going to this he he kicked everything out except for um except for that they don't advertise he was like that's cool that would fit into my universe and so they ended up not going to a coffee shop they went to like a super hip like you only a certain amount of people knew about it and it was crowded and they had the same conversation, but it was just, there was so much more to play off of. And they were bumping into people and they had to get close. And, mm-hmm. and like, they couldn't believe that they were there. And that was like yeah. some banter to lead up to the conversation. Yeah. And it was better than like, I'll it's have like, a flat white.
0: Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the location has a personality. Yes. Whereas yes. like the coffee shop is just, completely just a known quantity of like zero. it's a black and
1: white it takes zero imagination to imagine yourself at a coffee shop yeah
0: and it's immediately like you tell me that there's about to be a scene in a coffee shop and my eyes are starting to glaze over oh yeah
1: it's just and like like what coffee shop do you go to do you go to a cool coffee shop or do you go to a starbucks it's like okay so now they're at a starbucks (laughs) great you know like this is gonna be sick uh okay, yeah. wonder where they're going after this but it's like that's like a example i mean we went we went to the extremes with ours but that was like that, that was like an example of how like i was like oh man that's so sick like he he did the he did the you do the 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 footwork for all three and you kind of try to just be as base level as possible just like boom i'm not trying to think of like the most interesting thing i'm just thinking like What would be what casually would be like different than that? What's casually some assumptions I have and then like, ah, that doesn't really fit. That doesn't really fit. That one does. I'm going to run with it. And then you have a a much more colorful scene.
0: I'm remembering that one of the submissions this week was in a coffee shop and it was actually one of our favorites.
1: Yeah, it was. (laughs) It was. It's one of the ones we're going to be reading. And I want to talk about that too. Uh, but they made the coffee shop necessary. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's
0: an integral part of the, yeah, for sure.
1: Like, like this is kind of thinking about places like they could be anywhere. Why are they there? Yeah. You know, like, uh, or, or whatever. Um, okay. So that's tool number one that we're putting in our toolbox, but you don't need a toolbox for one tool. You need it for multiple tools, right? So let's toss another one in there too, just to get it started. Um, this next one, this next tool, uh was, was was inspired off of the same uh off the same the, the same podcast I was listening to, um or from the same book. Uh this Tinker Toys book about creative business marketing um techniques. And uh they call it um or they they called it random metaphor i'm gonna call it roll a roll Mm. Mm -hmm. R O L L A R O L E. Mm. okay Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna need you to do something for me real quick um i need you to pull up a random word generator i'm gonna send you a link to one i'm and now for for everybody listening um random noun generator specifically just go to google or whatever search engine you like Uh, and you don't have to use a search engine if you're really good at just totally detaching yourself from your story (laughs) and thinking of random stuff Um, but I can't do that so I will always influence my decision and it's best if this can just be totally random and you could even use a person hey give me a random noun right now Um, but say random um, right now I'm on Google I'm typing in random noun generator okay okay Okay. Um, I see one right here, and I'm gonna pick it. Okay. So, do you have one, Ben? I'm.
0: I've. I've gone to RandomWordGenerator.com.
1: Oh, I like that. right Is it noun? Is it specifically noun? It is a noun generator. Yes. Okay, so it's a noun generator. Great. All right. Before we dive in here. Um it would help to have a subject okay we're talking um okay okay uh like one of one of my uh, do you have anybody anybody in your in 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 a story that you're writing right now that um you just get to like to to working on them, or are the, there a character in the in the story that just doesn't have life? It's just, and you just kind of write through them, um, or that you want to revive, or that you want to bring more color to? Anything that you you can think of?
0: I have stories from the past. Yeah, definitely. It, yeah, that, that's perfect.
1: Yeah. Pick the a random character that my screenplay. That, the main character. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's uh. What's his, like Like, give us, give us a rundown of, of, this, of this main character. His
0: name is Trennault. Uh, he's trained to be ruthless. So like the, the way that you defeat the enemy in the world that he's from is by killing your own allies while they're locked in a submission by the enemy. And so he's trained from a young age to be someone who will be capable of making those kinds of decisions uh and in the end um the way i think he comes across on screen a lot of the time is just stoic anime sword boy Mm. like uh doesn't have too much of like a a personality and you see this in a lot of big sword characters which he is one of um (laughs) and it's kind of like a uh like they're like the strong silent but like he he's supposed badass to badass but fearless yeah yeah but then Always also
1: willing to risk it all
0: it's like it's like also a lot of times like it's not just like a total like rambo mentality like there's some sense of like reluctance of like the heroes like like he's a little too reserved like he doesn't want to like this isn't a lot of like uh the anime protagonist or something like this is like uh, a cloud strife that's sort of the way i think of i don't know okay yeah so, yeah yeah uh
1: yeah okay all right cool so let's take Trenalt. Mm-hmm. and uh is he he's is he the leader of the pack it's been a while since i read the, the screenplay no he's not okay all right so uh if you had to give like like a description of like, all right, Trinault is the blah, 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 the blah, 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 the blah, blah, blah. Like like he's, so he's a, he's a, is he, is he a mercenary? Kind of like a gun for hire or? He's like a, he's, he's a trained uh, fighter. He's like. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. He's like bred for a purpose. Yeah. Okay. And is he traveling in a party? Yeah. Okay. Um, He's not the leader of that party though
2: mm-hmm
1: okay do they know about his abilities and stuff do they, they know that he's ruthless or that he's not he's trained for this not really like they
0: okay. they know that his teacher is the one who was able to defeat these monsters before so they're hoping that he has some tricks up his sleeve but no one knows like how directed and why his training. oh they know that teacher defeated but they don't know how they just yeah. know that he may know how yeah and he knows okay he doesn't okay. actually know but like okay. he'll make the decision when the time comes because he's been trained to make those kinds of decisions. Okay, is sort of so, what the teacher's
1: banking on. How does he like? Like what stales him out to you? In uh, like in in interactions and conversations? I don't know like, how to, like, dude. Like, I, I, if I you were to I, throw Tannat into like X scenario. Like, well, is it, does it just kind of auto write? And you're like, and you're like, yeah, that was... Yeah,
0: he auto writes into like nothingness. He's too like, he wouldn't say anything because like he's thinking about his quest. And like, (laughs) like, it's like, like he doesn't, to me, like he doesn't have too many like points of personality outside of the plot that I wrote for him. Okay. So it's, yeah.
1: Cool. All right, perfect. Okay, so now... Let's go back to our – let's pull out our roller roll tool mm-hmm. and go to the, the random noun generator. And I want you to just generate a random noun. Just one. Uh, I three. I can put in a number here. Well, I, I want you to be at – like, like I want you to cut Trinault out of your head mm-hmm. completely. And, like, I want you to just get a noun. Okay, you one know, noun. Like, yet hall hall okay perfect okay so a hall um so th- this exercise is to def- defamiliarize yourself with your own story so that you can bring fresh response and take on it and everything and we're specifically focusing on a character you can do this with the same thing like character setting plot whatever but we're gonna say okay. How can we like like okay? Still not thinking about Tronald at all. Let's just just think about a hall. Totally uh, separate. What are some characteristics of a hall?
0: It's uh, long and it has lots of entryways and exits.
1: Long. Uh, so and then like uh, yeah, lots of lots of in- entries and exits um i i think about like uh like like echoing mm. like there's an echo um let's think uh can definitely com- cavernous yeah cavernous um Let's think. Um uh, is it like they're very common. I mean everywhere's got halls. hmm Um let's see. Uh everyone uses a hall. Everyone's used a hall, right? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, I probably if you live indoors you have. <laughs> Uh um let's see I mean that that probably goes along with very common but I like that kind of touch to it. Um let's see anything else we can think about halls like you're in the hall um it's a it's a you don't stay in a hall. Right. You just you it it, it is totally purpose built. Like it or it's uh like you use it what's what's a good word for that it, it's like a it's not a destination yes yes it's, uh you don't stay in a hall it's a route <laughs> it's a route yeah i like that it's a route okay cool okay so now we have long could be you know long could also be deep um Like these are just like things that, that spark to our mind when we think about a hall, totally detached, long, deep, um, lots of entries and exits. Let's just start with the, we'll just start with the first one, long and deep. Okay. How could, how could Trinault be long and deep? Could, how could Trinault be more like a hall? Like what would long and deep mean for Trenault? Like why like I I, like you you, um you think about like 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 he you said that he's I think I'm thinking about all these that we just said. We said long and deep, we said lots of interesting exits. I'm already thinking
0: about with long and deep I feel like that that tells me make his like silences and his resignation his like his more quiet side, make it more intentional. Like, mm. because he has this sort of, like, un unknowing quietude that is, like, lacks confidence. Um, And I think, like, you could, I could show his keenness in moments mm. that he's quiet. Like, he could be, like, watching something and then, like, adjust something and actually, like, change something in the environment without saying something. But just mm-hmm. showing that, like, he is watching and conscious because, like, that is what, quietness it goes hand in hand with the fact that you actually are focused on something
1: else a lot of the time mm-hmm. so <clears throat> this long just, and deep yeah this just like to pair with it the echo with long and deep like another way another, another like modifier you could tack onto it if it felt right is like he could be in like he could have voices echoing in his head like what he should do to what he wants to do and like there is this sincere depth to his quietness because so much is going on in him that he can't like he's trying to like he can't decide like between like what i want to do to what what i've been told to do to what i think that they want me to do which oh my god like that is something that we can all relate to like that's something that that hearing like like reading watching a character who is constantly battling like what they feel like the world thinks they should do versus what they, they should do battling all the voices in their head and their own self doubt being one of those, uh, maybe their own pride being one of those, how many voices do we have in our heads? You know, like it, it could be echoing like these things, you know, or, or is it a, uh, is it one thing that was said to him that constantly echoes in this hall? And it's just like every time like he wants to do something, this thing echoes back and slaps him with it. And it like stops him. Um, But, you know, either those are those are two of the ones that we came up with, the long and deep. And I think that either one of those or both of them together would bring awesome depth. Uh, Lots of entries and exits. Um, And we don't have to keep any. We don't have to keep keep all of these. But like we'll, we'll pause on it for a second. What could that mean? Or I mean, or is that better kicked out?
0: I mean like it like things that, that could mean, like that that definitely could mean a character being more active in whether they're like leaving or entering scenes. Like mm. like when Like more
1: th- more like literal. Like he's just like there one minute, gone the next.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like it could be That's if cool. this if this isn't the main character you know, then you could work in like, oh, this character's always like showing up at
1: at random times or like or he says something and 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 your character like looks over and he's not there he's like oh well (laughs) yeah
0: i think like a character constantly like showing up in the in the middle of a scene and like question making a question like where were they yeah for the the, yeah
1: and not giving explanation Mm -hmm. because you don't explain why a hall has a bunch of entries and exits it just does but when tacked onto a, like a person or a setting or a plot, and it's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, And maybe, um, well, maybe you do explain it eventually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It sets way, it up yeah. to where you can yeah. or
1: not, but it's in the subtext, which gives you this mm-hmm. meat, yeah. this underlying like depth to it. Um, so that's a good one. I think. Yeah. The yeah. Cavernous. Mm. So that would, I think that, that kind of. Yeah. Long, is long deep. deep, long, yeah. deep cavernous. Yeah um this is an interesting one very common what if like he's only special to them he and maybe they don't know that but he's actually a dime a dozen and there's tons of the people out there like like, like him and, yeah but he hasn't led on to that because he's never felt special before
0: mm. yeah and i i see it like with, yeah with any like main character i think there's going to be a million ways that you're like already making them unique and setting them apart in your head and forgetting that like everyone is a person and at the end of the day like there's going to be a million things about him that are probably totally average and mm-hmm. so like keeping it keeping that side of it in mind and like because i think that's something with him like i did i did want him to do these kind of like like awesome like combat feats and and all these like crazy things that that Show off like a a, a less human element, mm. um, and then then bringing to, bringing back like more commonness and more normalness probably would be a good idea.
1: Like, mm. I loved uh, a, a good example of of that like bringing commonness to an, uh, to a seemingly absolute. Um, seeing Superman around other Kryptonians. It like like, and you're like, oh, all Kryptonians are like this. Like this was a race of people. Mm-hmm. Like like, taking the fantastic and making it common somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's a that's a that's a, get, a really cool yeah, exercise. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just showing showing where something that's been totally unique and and uh, one of a kind, showing where that thing is diamond dozen in common. Mm-hmm. Where like, because everything comes from
1: somewhere, right? <laughs> and so it's like, and dude, <laughs> that's that's that is. That touches on something that we've talked about a few times already and and we, and we talk about uh, – I've talked about a few times just together uh, separately about like how to break the ceiling, like breaking the ceiling. Like create a ceiling for your audience and then break it mm. and then create another ceiling and then break it and then create another ceiling and then break it like – this is a great way to do that. Like, like this little hall example is a great way to do that. Bringing up the idea of making something that's like so unique and special, and then be like, and like after you know and no, you know for a fact that Superman is the most special person that's ever existed, ever, and then show that, oh, like he was just a, a baby from this like, <laughs> from this whole planet of them, and it's like, oh my god, like everything just got bigger and if that happened in one planet then like oh we live in a a a universe of countless billions upon billions upon billions of planets what else could be out there like it just kind of anyway uh next one we had was everyone uses them that's kind of like common but kind of use he's a trained fighter like a like if everybody uses this person it kind of goes along with what we're talking about like if the if not to alter your story but just like in the subtext in his silence he knows that he's not he's not as special as everyone thinks he is and it's like and and if if he's not that special in his own mind and everyone uses these people then there's probably lots of room for error and there's probably a lot of people who've been trained this way that just failed mm-hmm. But they only heard about the his, his the guy who trained him, who just so happened to be the best one he ever knew, but doesn't necessarily mean that he inherited all that greatness. It just means he was a student. Mm-hmm. But they don't see him as that, and maybe he's enjoying that, but at the same time terrified at not letting them know the truth. Could all be left in subtext, but would absolutely motivate his actions and responses. Um, and then a root could also mean like... Mm-hmm. Maybe that's either how they're seeing him, or how he sees them, or how mm-hmm. he fears they see him.
2: Yeah, like that he's not that
1: making one, real connections.
0: Yeah, that definitely could be it. It could also be any like I think the the root thing could be anything kind of about journey before destination. Oh yeah, it's, it sort of c- can widely cover that concept because cause I think you could think about his his philosophy
1: for the quest
0: mm-hmm being what is about.
1: he yeah if, if he is so just focused on the quest all the time what does he get out of that mm-hmm. like in that moment what is he getting out of it like if he really doesn't fear death and everything then he doesn't really have a destination or, or like like it, he it it is all about the journey but what does he get out of that mm-hmm and or you basically assume that he does get something out of that he gets something great out of it he gets a whole life's purpose out of it so what would the silence mean is he savoring the moment well that would change your disposition that would change Mm -hmm. how you looked, act all that um is he just trying to get to the next moment i don't know yeah but anyway that is roll a roll uh and we can do it that was that would just turn out to be a great one uh, <laughs> uh, but like basically try it like 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 just sit with it for a little while and, and and come up with stuff and then break down each one of those just just as an exercise and and then like if you if you're kind of looking at it and you're like, oh, all those are cool, but oh man that was that was actually got some good good ideas flowing. I'm gonna do it again. New random word. Okay, I'm gonna throw all those aside and just look at this and like you could do this all day and you're going to come up with something badass and different from your character uh the uh the example that I heard when it was explained to me was um it was uh it was like this this cyclist this leader of a cyclist uh a cycling group and he was writing him and he just he was like yeah, I just I'm just seeing this leader and he's just kind of like he's the best, he's the leader and he's uh like he's kind of a dick. Um he's the this is like a famous cycling group. Like he's probably uh like got it all going on. Like he doesn't want for anything. Like he's at the top of the pack and he's kind of closed off and he did the the random word generator and he got canoe and he was like okay what do i know about canoe like it's made out of wood uh my only experience with one is that they're very unstable uh you like it's been around for a long time like that mode of transport has been around longer than most other ones uh the and then he's like okay so how is in these regards how is my leader of my cyclist group out of all boats like it's probably one of the cheaper ones you can buy and he was like so how how can my leader of my cyclist group be more like a canoe without breaking the story but inspiring me to write his reactions and interaction his subtext Mm -hmm. and he was like okay so yeah he's the leader of the pack but he's also cheap like he just Mm -hmm. won't spend money like and like maybe if he's cheap then Maybe his clothes are like, maybe his shoes are a little worn out and everyone else is, and it's kind of like this weird color about him where it's like, dude, he's beating everybody on the, on the, on a bike. That's two years old. Like there are faster bikes out there. He's still like, like, and then it's like, why is he cheap? Or it's like, uh, he's been around for a while. And he was like, I didn't have an age on this guy. And I thought about canoe and I was like, okay, I'm gonna make him older, but he's still killing it. And it's like, okay. Um, he basically went down the list and mm-hmm. and like applied all these things he was like now i have a character that i actually want to get in and write this guy because i'm like yeah and it was it, it wasn't it where it, when it was just a dead end
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's really cool i i already feel like i like try more and um
1: <laughs> i think awesome. that
0: the, i think it's a really cool exercise and i'm excited how are we going to be
1: using this for the challenge i would like to that's what i was thinking like we could use these I think that we, we, uh, we established the toolbox because these can be used while you're writing your story oh, yeah. without affecting like, yeah, you course. know, your you know, it's not like, okay, here's to help you out with your story, cut 500 words. Like, all right, we're <laughs> d- we don't have to do that. Uh, that's too much pressure. Uh, but like, this is just kind of like, uh, tools that I would also like to use as, as modifiers. Like, I think it, they could definitely be in the modifier pool.
0: Yeah. Cool. And so do you want to get into last week's challenges? Yes, absolutely. I think I think we should definitely do that. Cool. Um, well, I have some to read from the community. We've started the Right Guys curriculum, obviously, and um, after last week, which is basically for anyone who wasn't tuned in last week, if you write five submissions in a row and you complete the challenges and you have a five-challenge streak following all the rules... Uh, then you will be invited on the podcast as a guest here on the screen to talk about what that has done for your creative process and how the regular consistent creative challenges have affected your creative engine overall. Um, And uh, it's been great since announcing that uh, last time. We've got a lot of submissions this week and a lot of people are excited about the curriculum. and. There's too many for us to read all the ones that we like. So we're genuinely sorry. We're going to be cutting it off at like probably reading through like five or six things total today, including me and Micah's. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're already pretty uh, strapped on time. So let's just get right into this. The first one I'm going to read is uh, a submission under that came in under the name Low B. Low B. Hmm. Low and B. Low B. The title is Reverie of Flights. (laughs) Love it. No shadows fall in the sweet morning air. I run my hand along the faded paint and aluminum skin, feeling every ripple, every divot under my fingertips. Pure excitement courses through me, making my way around in a meticulous practice pace covering every inch. The azure sky is now streaked with shades of pastel pink and softly glowing orange. I unlatch the door, the portal to a perfect cocoon of necessary things. Austere, simple, practical, magical. As the familiar scents swirl around me, my breath slows despite rising excitement. Deep inhale. Hold it. The sharp, rich smell of fuel and asphalt meets decades-old cloth seats, plastic and painted metal all lovingly baked in the Texas sun since before I was born. It takes me all the way back to childhood enthralled with my grandfather as he shared the wonder of flight with me i pause in the singularity of this experience the simplicity of this pleasure the promise of something unreal my story my own my story my own story now exhale inside the cocoon i complete a small list of tasks, of tasks each one bringing me closer to this modern version of daedalus's dream finally everything is set A brief turn of the key, a sudden shudder, and the morning silence becomes a distant memory. The little craft makes its first declaration against gravity. I implore the voice of someone I do not know to grant me passage to the heavens. He sits in his tower, presiding over all his eye can see. Today he is benevolent and I have my wish. 412. I hear myself through the headphones as I give my response. I begin the short, bumpy trip on awkward wheels to the end of the runway. Once there, a few more tests to assure I will return to Earth safely. A final request to the benevolent voice. The voice relents. I acknowledge, breaks off. Push the throttle until it stops and turns into the wind. The muffled sound in my headphones belies the absolute cacophony as the little craft in full voice transforms the cocoon into its true form as we reach together for the clouds. Alone, I now have audience with the sun as she breaks the horizon, spilling her virgin rays onto the landscape below. We talk for a while, she and I, and speak of our travels until she climbs above me, adamant to continue her own journey. I know my feet must soon return to Earth, but my soul lives ever in the blue sky.
1: That is gorgeous.
0: Yeah, it's cool how... I mean, like you obviously have a, a, a submission this week that's about romance. And, and so you... Then uh, we had a sideboard. Yeah, you have a sideboard to avoid... To, to, And what the sideboard is doing is hopefully avoiding the most tropey romance-type situations, ideally. And, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't a, a huge sideboard, but at least gets you thinking about what are some out-of-the-box romance-type scenarios that you can imagine. And um, one of those things, a man and his craft, or like a mm. just like a just like human to uh to object or like uh career or craft relationship passion. Yeah, yeah passion artisanship like something that something that involves skill or like a hobby or like something that involved that you can get immersed in um and what you have as a technique to show that this is romance and that's really interesting to me I think is like how it's all sort of under the spell, like it the, the 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 narrative never breaks a certain voice of like it doesn't ever just give you the rub straight up. It's not just right. telling you like like he turns on his radio and talks to the guy in like the command center. Yes, like nowhere does it just say the thing. It's like all. You're waxing constantly swept this up like in the po- moment yeah exactly yeah and like it's the so like the romance is in like the voice and it's like told in the in the telling
2: mm-hmm.
1: absolutely and i think it it demonstrates another trope that us as writers fall into all the time and that's that's at and, and it's something that you want to believe but it's not true that romance is reserved like true romance is reserved for two souls connecting like two people you know but that's not necessarily true like someone can have a romantic a deep connection to their passion and they can get everything out of that passion that uh that you would see in like that 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 you would that you would read in some of the most beautiful love poetry you know like uh there there every every relationship every every life is a thumbprint and there's everything you can imagine out there just like the stars in the sky and this is the this is this is really cool like it's it's re, it's definitely reading someone who's who's truly uh like like them enacting their passion is truly a a a soul fulfilling thing like they are they are enraptured with the moment mm-hmm. and that that is what you know that, that that's what that's what you hope for in romance you want to be enraptured in the moment with someone or with something like that's beautifully done well done Lobi yeah well done okay uh, I am going to uh, read uh, let's see so so I'm gonna read uh, Shannon. Let's see, is there? A, yeah, okay. We got Shannon. Shannon P. Okay. <clears throat> she didn't like coffee shops. her Her internet was down, and the cafe across town had a neon sign in the window that read "Free Wi-Fi." One London, one London fog, please. She ordered, her eyes on the menu rather than the man behind the counter. When there was work to be done, she hardly noticed anyone. He had noticed her, however. She carried a laptop bag so heavy it made her shoulders uneven. Her hair was slicked back in a ponytail to tight so tight it tugged at her scalp. He enthusiastically reached for he enthusiastically reached for a paper cup. Can I get your name? Do you need a name? I suppose I don't uh if you feel like that would violate your confidentiality he said chuckling can i get you anything else no thank you she said finally allowing herself to look to the look the barista in the eye he met her coldness with an unexpected warmth his smiling eyes dug crow's feet into his young freckled face on his apron stained with coffee grounds was was with a name tag which read drew in permanent marker all righty said drew one london fog the best one of your life coming right up she reminded herself that someday she'd be a successful lawyer making six figures boys whose rent money came from tip jars couldn't occupy space in her mind yet as a warm voice called out london fog one did she opened her laptop but couldn't ignore the turning in her stomach begging for more overpriced drinks and paper cups What are you doing in a coffee shop, she asked him one day after ordering her usual. The cafe had become part of her weekly, then daily routine. Uh, What do you mean, he asked, dropping a bag of Earl Grey into her cup. Not to be forward, she said, but you seem so good with people. You could really make it in the business world or doing something more important. Maybe. That sounds more harsh than I meant minute to. Coffee is where life happens. What could be more important than that? No, I don't drink coffee. That doesn't surprise me, Miss London Fogg. For weeks, those words rang in her mind like church bells, distracting her from her studies and killing her ambition. Her, daydream, her daydreams abandoned scenes of winning court cases in favor of intrusive visions of making coffee alongside a freckle-faced boy with kind eyes and kinder words. The more she fought them, the worse they got. She fantasized about quitting school, hating how happy the thought made her. She imagined a life of financial struggle alongside a tender person whose hands would be frequently empty but always warm. Her mind painted a picture of a smiling baby with freckles on his face, calling her mommy. Drew was stunned by her appearance that morning. Her crooked shoulders were pulled back straight without the weight of a laptop bag. Her hair fell loosely around her collarbones in waves. I'd like a cappuccino, please. Could I get your name? Marianne.
0: Yeah, that's a great one. I was really <laughs> hoping that we would get that we would get some that's just like we get to see like classic romance scenarios play out like of like the, those opening scenes. Like the, those are oftentimes my favorite It's like the meeting scenes and things. So it's really nice to
1: get, I've gotten Man, just, Thank you very much for this submission. It's really excellent. Absolutely. Shannon. I thoroughly enjoyed this. This was, uh, I got choked up, uh, reading this and the, uh, the first time and I actually started getting choked up the, the second time too, but just it, it, Really captured the the turning point. It's it's always the turning point that gets me when it's like when I guess that ceiling breaks of a of a person when a person starts to change, mm-hmm. especially like when love changes a person. Yeah. Um. And when uh, the what where I really like just noticed being like oh my god, uh, is that I felt like Shannon really captured this, her daydreams abandoned scenes of winning court cases in favor of intrusive visions of making coffee uh uh, uh, of winning court cases in favor of intrusive visions of just making coffee along a freckle-faced boy with kind eyes and kinder Mm -hmm. words and then she drives it home with uh i think my favorite line was uh she uh she she imagined a life a financial struggle along a tender person whose hands would be frequently empty, but always warm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think that's beautiful because it, it, I think it's an important thing. You know, I think that's an important, uh, love, like, There's so many love stories out there, but like, what's the important one to, to, you know, there, there's, there, there's like you know the night, killed the dragon and and gets the girl there's the uh the the rich man sweeps the the uh you know the the sewer rat or whatever you know like the like whoever the 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 wretch off or the rich the rich person switches sweeps the wretch off their feet and takes them into a life of wonder and romance and and then there's the then there's the like uh maybe i abandon what the world's telling me is going to be happy and i look at what's right in front of me that i feel in my soul is what i need yeah and like maybe we just make coffee maybe i just make instead of being a lawyer i just make coffee and be okay with it because i have this that's i think it's beautiful that's so romantic yeah
0: that i think that the the line with kind eyes and kinder words Mm. I think it's really great. It's like one of those moments, like you think of all the ways that you can express something like that. Yeah, like and there's like eloquent ways to do it with like a lot of flowery syllables that sort of get the point across. And maybe you could like rhyme and be really like, but like I think that like there's all these approaches of different levels of directness and simplicity. And, like, using the same word in two different forms is, like, getting down to one of the most, like, conversational, like, intimate tones that you can get. And it's this really nice bounce and counterpoint to, like, where I tend to go a lot of the time with romance, which is, like, a perfected image of some type of meter. And, like, same. like it's, it's like a flowery, it's like a show yeah it's pedal to the metal and this is like it's what she's doing is like the opposite of a show for for
1: for that exact purpose and and like that the line with like uh I could commit myself to a life of frequently empty hands empty but warm hands it's like I see you for the flaws or or what you know whatever the world would say is a flaw like like there this isn't perfect but it is Mm mm-hmm and that is like, that's a message that everyone needs. Awesome, Shannon. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much.
0: And I'm going to okay, go Okay, I want to share the
1: sideboard real quick. So uh, yes, the sideboard. So again, this challenge was just write something romantic. Did we have a word cap? I don't think we had a word cap. Did it was we? 500. Okay, maybe I passed that up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, so the <laughs> so the... <laughs> i'll I'll buckle down i promise Uh, this is two two weeks in a row Uh, so the it was um write something romantic anything and it had a sideboard you could not use love kiss romance hug beautiful pretty heart flowers miss or touch yes okay yeah Okay. So this far, next I'll one, check
0: out. this yeah. next one is called "May I Have This Dance." This is Oof. from Jameson. May I have this dance? The man's wrinkled hand, palm up, was extended toward his bride of sixty-two years. He didn't need to ask. In their many years together, her answer had always been the same. But it wouldn't be right if he didn't pursue her, even now. It wasn't just a pattern; it was a courtesy. If he learned anything in their time together, he learned that intimacy does not grow in familiarity but in commitment. In the other room, the vinyl hummed a tune, a harmonic and holy hymn. This moment was never just a dance. It was joy and mourning, laughter through pain, and harmonious with each step. There would be a year when their souls would long for another waltz in the kitchen, while their bodies would fail to respond. In this house, each brick had been shaking feet, sorry start that over in this house each brick had seen shaking feet take their first steps now they see shaking feet nearing their last many people don't get long to, don't get this long to live let alone to be together happily all this time each moment a treasure make the most of every opportunity she took his tired hand leaning it leaning on it to bring herself carefully out of the chair and rose delicately and rose slowly to her delicate feet Their eyes met, and time melted from her face. For one brief moment, their creaking bones, worn with age, transcended the number of their years. She looked upon the face of the man she spent her life with, certain of her choice as she had ever been, still ever charming, still ever hers. She gave him the same answer she had for 62 years. Yes, you certainly may. Mm.
1: I did cry when i read this one (laughs) like i think a constant a tear didn't fall but it was full well and i did this one i was like oh my god man (sighs) perfectly captured Mm -hmm. um i i have to say uh jameson you taught me something on this you you said something on this i needed to hear uh and It was, uh, he learned that intimacy, intimacy does not grow in familiarity, but in commitment and like love being a, like love is a verb, you know, that kind of falls into the same thing. Uh, it's a choice. It is a, uh, it's just this whole thing, uh, really felt like it was written from a a place of understanding and um and wisdom. And it was it was just a pleasure to read. Perfectly captured. Like by the end of it, like I I, I it was just this is romance. This is real raw romance. This is what it looks like. This is what you hope for. This is what you want to work towards. Um and uh yeah, it, it it literally left me at the at the end of it, I was like I started thinking i was like i was like how can i be more like intentional about intimacy in my relationship how can i be more committed Mm -hmm. to it instead of expecting the familiarity and and all that like it's just and that that right there is the the goal of storytelling is like to teach somebody or to share with somebody or to to enlighten someone leave them better off before you came by Mm -hmm. boom this did it yeah i love
0: in the other room the vinyl hum to tune a harmonic and holy hymn
1: i remember uh my grandparents owned uh or in their house they had a like i, I well at first i remember my granddad being super into stereos like he loved stereos and that was something that might that was passed down to my dad and it's just been something in our family like we definitely take pride in our in our in our our audio quality um and that originated with my granddad and and like i'm thinking about it and honestly like i think this reminded me of it um they had like very little furniture and it was very light furniture in their living room they didn't have a tv um but they had a record player with a badass stereo on it and uh, my mom reminded me of this uh, when she was like, she was, it, she was like, this was, you know, when you were really little, but uh, we used to just go over there and, and they would clear all the furniture out of the living room and, and they just put records on and, and grandma and grandpa would just dance. And then that, that's what everybody did that like, like mom and uh, like me and your dad dance, your aunt and your uncle dance and everything. And you, you'd sit there playing on the couch watching us dance that that's that's what we did when we went when we went over to mom and dad's house and i was like Whew. and then reading this it like took me back there i was like i don't dance with my wife enough i need to do this like gotta clear that living room out you know like get some like get some get some records ready to play that is that's beautiful yeah uh i
0: think it's super good it's it's awesome to me that we got like so many different flavors of romance represented like I was mentioning before with the challenge obviously being sideboard there's some 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 intention in there to like to shake up just the premise like mm-hmm. by like forcing people to sort of think outside the box on what romance premise they're coming up with that's going to avoid using those words and it's super cool to see because uh, I feel like we got to see so many quintessential kind of romance moments yeah yeah And this is such a cool, it's like another one that I would like would have been remiss to not see, but like it's, it's awesome to see it represented in with in in spades. I'm Mm -hmm. super impressed.
1: Absolutely. Across the board. And, uh, let's see, I want to do this next one. Um, from, okay. So this will be the, the, the last of the submissions that we, that, that we're sharing before we get onto ours. um, but this one definitely takes the whole nother side of it. Like, like just reinforces what you just said. Um, this one is from, uh, from right guys legend, the one and only Anna Hamilton, probably going to be our first, uh, right guys, (laughs) uh, guest. I think she's already earned it. (laughs) Yeah. It's five story submissions. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I yeah. think she's done it. Well, it's, you got to, to streak five, which apparently oh. she she did do that. Uh, but like it was before we announced the challenge. It was before I'm, we announced I'm the willing, curriculum. I'm, so willing we'll have to to, we'll, I'm willing to honor it. I'm willing to honor it. We'll take it into discussion. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Just a content warning on this next story. There is does involve some elements of uh, sexual assault and explicit content and uh sexual content so if any of those things for any blanket reason aren't for you then you can skip ahead micah uh reading through this next story
1: now this uh i i will say this is uh this is what we mentioned before um the one that that she had uh originally said not to share um and ben and i both read it and we were like this is this is this is an important piece like like do you want us to not share it because you know you're not comfortable with it if that's the case, we won't do it, but we would like to share it, and if you're okay with that then uh then we'd like the permission and she gave us the permission too so thank you yeah, she
0: said she would want it shared under her regular pen name, so thank you, Anna
1: yes um you uh ready, Matt asked me yeah i lie i'm lying in in my bed looking up my boyfriend of two years matt is real thin angular with slight shoulders and nearly iridescent blue eyes he's one of the few people i know from before the incident one of the few i trust he lies down on top of me he's hard ready to go i can feel it my chest burns with anxiety Hot tears welled up and I blinked them back, hoping Matt won't see my weakness. I try not to remember the incident. I was 14. I'd made the mistake of taking the short path back from school, close to dark, through the alleyway. There were three boys. I tried to fight back, I swear. It was useless. When they did it, I felt my soul leave my body. I floated above that dirty alleyway. And left behind the husk of my body for them to use and abuse, so I didn't have to feel the pain, the humiliation. That's all I know of sex. It's been five years now, and I should be over it. Hell, I asked Matt for this. I wanted tonight to change things, to heal me, but I feel myself shutting down already. My body is braced against invasion. He's inside me now, he's trying to be gentle. Good God, he's trying, but he's failing. I pull his face down to mine and catch his lips with mine, hoping this will keep my soul from leaving my body again, like it does when I'm stressed or during my few attempts at, at intimacy after the incident. Why do I have to be like this? I pull my head back and breathe my soul out. I float up into the air above our bed, my body's still alive, of course, breathing, blood flowing through my veins but I feel nothing. I don't want to feel anything. Just wait it out and let Matt have my body like he wants, like they all want. Katie? From above, I see Matt grab me by the by the shoulders, trying to shake me awake. Katie, you all right? D- did you leave? When I don't respond, he mutters, shit, I'm so sorry. He pulls out of me, gets up and stands on the bed, reaches out into the air. His fingers brush my essence. Katie, I'm so sorry. It doesn't have to be tonight. Seriously, just just come back, please. I want to be near him. I want to come back. This time can be different, perhaps. He cups his hands. My essence settles there. It feels warm, safe. I let him kneel back down and tip my essence into my mouth. The first thing I feel is my heartbeat. Then the sheets on my back. Then the weight of my limbs. Finally, the edges of my fingertips. Matt lies on his side next to me. I'm sorry, I whisper. Don't be. Thanks. For now, I'm secure in my own body. Safe.
0: So good. <laughs> I think it's such a such a cool, like... Uh, uh, maybe cool is the wrong word uh, uh such a i think a meaningful yes and like visual representation of uh the psychology of a mm-hmm. survivor it's like a, um to it's it's such a novel way to have it you know written as a story and and shown and uh It's cool to see it represented.
1: Yeah. And I, I, uh, she mentioned to us that that she, this is, this is not from experience, uh, personally. She just has known, uh, a a number of people who have experienced sexual abuse and have PTSD from that. Um, and so through that, she wanted to write something that sounded and, and felt like how they had shared it with her. and, that is the, that is, again, like, that's the power of, of, of writing and vulnerability and, um, telling the important story. Like, like the, when you talk about writing a story of, uh, write something romantic, this 100% displays romance, in my opinion, of, what do you what well, like, like like What is true romance? True ro- true romance is being seen and being met where you're at, no matter the cost. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and that's exactly what this this Matt character did. You know, like in, and in 500 words, displayed the true breadth of this 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 decision and gave you the weight of it, where you felt like you were there, and uh, and like, she's trying, she wants to. She wants to be something that she doesn't know if she's there yet so she so she tries and then ultimately fails like like at being where she wanted to be and she and she retreats back to her to her to her you know her safe place that she's developed in her trauma and he meets her there instead of uh, of of reacting how you would how you see so many people in stories like this react um Like you need to figure your shit out, you know, or like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm sick of this. Like we like, like, you know, whatever, like getting to see this side of it where he's just like, yo, I see you. And even doing the, like, I loved that, that, that they walked through, like, it didn't explain this. It just said that he like he like, he like reached up for the ceiling. It's, it it infers that they had a conversation about this where she just detaches from her body Mm -hmm. and goes up to the ceiling and watches it. So that in my mind, I, I, I made the connection of like. This is this like like he's he is enacting he's acting something out to show her. Like I know you're up here. I know this is where mm-hmm. you're seeing it from. So I want you to see me scoop you, and then I'm gonna bring you back down to you. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to live in your safe yeah. construct that you've made. I'm I'm gonna put myself there. Yeah. To meet you where you're at and bring you back to the safe space that I always wanted this to be. This was supposed to be amazing for us and i don't want it if it's not for you and that is so romantic yeah the
0: it's super well done the the relationship feels like lived in it feels Mm -hmm. like it has depth to it um the the story is it's really powerful and the way that it's written is uh excellent the the use of like certain things like that you maybe obviously don't know just from hearing um micah read it but like the use of things like proper nouns for uh incident the word incident is capitalized capital Mm -hmm. i and so you have this like this moment this person is thinking of as this before and after crux in their Mm -hmm. life and that becomes a capital i incident
1: they refer to it as like like that's a personal way that they refer to it as the incident that's Mm -hmm. like a little a little peek inside the head a little bit closer immersion yeah it's really good yeah man just across the board the 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 right guys community like this is so cool like thank you so much for all the submissions this week and there were there were there were many more that we didn't get to read uh, just for time constraints but um yeah. the uh we're just we read every single one of them and um i just 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 brimming with 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 pride and excitement and uh yeah. to where this thing is going and Uh, had had multiple messages of like uh i think it was uh i think it was j i think it was jameson said that um they hadn't written in forever and they had they had been listening for a little bit and had wanted to get in on a writing challenge hadn't gotten in yet and this was the the crack in the ice finally did one and by the end of it felt uh invigorated and right off the bat that was one of my favorite ones that yeah. that like literally brought a tear to my eye and makes me like think about how I can better my relationship with my wife so <laughs> thank you everybody uh and thank you for the vulnerability thank you for diving deep thank you for sharing your experience like like you we all have stories we need to be sharing with each other
0: yeah i could show you mine now yes absolutely um okay, so mine this week is another song. Hey, have- can
1: you send me the lyrics? I gotta read these. Uh, or should sh- I
0: or, or should I just listen? I'll send you the lyrics after. <laughs> okay, okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm just I'm just I'm I'm at the show. I might have to like scroll at some point, so I might be like taking a finger off and swiping down. You know, you know what it is. Oh yeah, I know how it is.
2: When I sit to think of anything that I could sing for any reason The reasons don't come easily to me But with you I find the opposite has always been my problem When I think of you, the reasons run me through And I imagine it could I imagine it could feel amazing to be named with a sonnet Knowing every word is for your ears But this one's got a little too much truth in it And if I'm being honest, it's well beyond the point of being cute I'm obsessed Hair, your arms, your legs, your face, your chest. And how could I forget the way you dress? Every word that passes through your lips makes me want to hear the next. I'm obsessed. I've got shrines and dolls in all your likenesses. I've got your body pillow chillin' in my bed All the photos from your wall on Instagram On the walls inside my head Heard Heard So when it comes to all the songs that I could sing (laughs) So when it comes to all the songs that I could sing To sweep you off your feet This one's about as bad as it could be and it might be- might be fine if I retire these lines before they see the light of day If there's a chance that you would hear them on the breeze As ev- ev- Everybody wants to be the subject of such elegant affections Hmm. <laughs> Cause everybody wants to be the subject of such elegant affections Over metaphors and major seventh chords But that would be a fleeting comfort Fleeing from the sudden realization It's a little more than you had bargained for I'm obsessed with the way you hide your smile and you jest. Every move you make, I rate a 10. The smoothness of your body and your tan makes me wanna wear your skin.
0: Is that a little much? Exactly, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm
2: obsessed. <laughs> Your hair, your arms, your legs, your face, your chest And how could I forget the way you dress Every word that passes through your lips Makes me want to hear the next I'm obsessed
1: oh, Yes, dude! damn it i need that on a mixtape asap so i could i i, I want to give that to jenna and be like be like hey got a new song for you <laughs> i'm excited oh, about dude, it dude i wrote so it today fun, too you want that today yeah this whole thing yeah what yeah too talented that's oh. come on that dude i the we were kind of talking about this uh, the other day, the the whole like when you're d- when you're talking about something serious and then you throw in like a cuss word or something like that. But it's like it's like casual. It's like it's, you're not you're not emphasizing it. You're just like mm-hmm. and it just kind of like makes you feel more real with the person. You're like, OK, like they're just like, man, you drive me drive me fucking crazy when you do. The, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's not like you drive me. Fucking cra- You know, it's not, not like that, but there's just a way of delivery and humor can be delivered in the same very careful, very like specific and intelligent package <laughs> where it doesn't break you from the meaningfulness, but it just makes you giggle and then makes you like feel better and fall more in love with the song. And like, like your little, like, like you, ha- you, you, you played that perfectly. I felt like. Thank you, thank
0: you. Oh, yeah, I like the body pillow chilling in my bed.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, I like I like to wear your skin. <laughs> do you get what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm obsessed. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> I'm freaking crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's another like. This was when I started thinking of you know how do you tell a romance story without using the word love? What's a what's a what's a way of having a romance without necessarily having these sort of essential core words and features and so you you know you get these little fringe examples of moments of romance and obsession was one of the ones that came to mind and that was I guess I I, I, I had written it was a song idea that I had back in December and all I had was just I'm obsessed that was all I knew of the song (laughs) and so I've been trying to write it just based on that, since then, pretty much. And now that I can write whenever I want because of Right Guys, I can just turn it into a
1: song. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so, uh, will that, do you think that will make it to your album?
0: It'll be on something like it's super TikTokable, I think. Like that song could, like, oh, yeah, it could be trends around things with like, oh, yeah, or it's like a cute little, you know, and so I think that that'll be one that gets out and lives on tiktok for a little while and then eventually probably would be released on spotify i imagine
1: okay cool because i already i already want that to play (laughs) like i hope it gets released on something uh even if it was just to the right guys community for a while uh but uh there's already like i already want to like i want to send that and be like hey hey babe uh you know when you're winding down i just got a song for you to listen to (laughs) (laughs) And then just get the wait for the text response, <laughs> and then I'll I'll send this back, <laughs> and then the devil face, <laughs> love it, man. Okay, um, God, that was great. I really enjoyed that. Um, okay, so
0: yeah, I wish I didn't. I wish I had written it before today so that i could actually play through it without fucking up no that's great
1: Th- this was this was your first performance of that song which will will go viral and live and, and blow <laughs> up and and all the right guys will know we saw it first we got to mm-hmm. see the the real raw ones like you know like i there's like these these uh recordings of like like beatles and like johnny cash and stuff like that which i'm absolutely relating you to um and uh, <laughs> where where there are these rare recordings where they like fuck up, and those are the ones you want to hear. And you're yeah. like you're like you're like oh man like because what does it do? It makes them not black and white anymore. They're they're humans just like us. They do fuck up. Like we get to see it's like skate videos. You want like when you see the guy bust fifteen times off of this like. One story drop and keeps getting up and then finally lands it. It means so much more, and you've got so much more love and respect for this person, and so much a better idea of who's singing to you um, than if you just saw it landed or if you just heard it nailed. You know, Mm -hmm. when when we see you play that on tiny desk perfectly, (laughs) we'll be able to say that we got to see you fuck up. There you go. (laughs) I guess this is the place to do it.
0: You know, how many viewers do we have down there? (laughs) Uh, I haven't checked in a while since you told me not to, but
1: we do have more submissions.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, we. uh, I super excited to have a new song written, and it's like it feels crazy to have it as like to be an accessible like zone to just be like you know I want to really put my head in something for a day and see what I can make happen. And it's like, that's something that's been so inaccessible to me for so long. Um, mm. So yeah, it's, it's great. Like, and it's crazy with writing this, like, cause with the, with the romance sort of uh, prompt, it was so general compared to a lot of our other ones. Like I was, I I've, I've talked about the sideboard restriction a lot on this challenge um, and how it gets you to like, do different things around romance but we did a pretty small sideboard and it's like it was still like like i i I was really trying to think of of those restrictions because on some level i was like there was just too many possibilities Mm -hmm. it's and i'm someone who i've written a like a decent amount of romance type stuff before and i i mean i should have talked about all this last time i was like i tried to remember romance i've written and i brought up like the one story that i wrote for like well, it was this, a hilarious story, this like yeah <laughs> this cover up that was story the that i wrote but it's just like <laughs> most i think of what i've written ultimately is romance like i've write i've written a lot of love songs um mm-hmm. and and so uh that is a uh, something that i've i've engaged in a lot throughout my life and and so again trying to think of this challenge as like Putting myself into con- constri- restrictions and doing things differently. Um, once I once I had that idea of like, I remembered the the obsession song that I was writing, and I was like, that would fit perfectly with what I would like to do for this challenge. Yes. But it's like this. It's one of those gargantuan. It's like for it's would be like for you picking up a no sleeper song. It's just something that has existed for a while that I haven't touched that I'm like, res- i very respectful of because I've tried to do it a yes. lot and it's been yes. too hard. And like, it was just like that, like I just had this expression of like, oh, there's this thing that would be perfect for right guys that I could pull in that I've barely worked on that I know is like a good strong foundation, but it's, I know this is a task that's real. And, and so like I was kind of dreading it, trying to think of other things I could also do, trying to maybe write a story instead. And then like just this morning, I was like do i even have time to write a story i think i just have to bank on just writing this cute little song because like if i can write it fast it's one of the fastest things to write it's just a few
1: verses but like it's if you're in the zone yeah can you get Uh, in the zone and it worked i
0: guess today
1: (laughs) dude it absolutely did and I, i i i think that the time restraint probably greased the gears a little bit for you to allow like What am I gonna put on this? Like, I could just be like, "Oh, but yeah, that's what I'm talking about." I'm upset, you know. It's like, it's like, yep, that's that's what I got time for. But some that like that's the there is some serious magic that happens in that, Uh, dude. uh, There are there are some there are so typically the the acoustic song and electronic is what we call it in O Sleeper world. Um, uh, Whenever we go to record, there's always like at least uh 10 there's like 8 to 10 heavy songs like the tracks is what we call them (laughs) like the one the serious ones Mm -hmm. and then we always have an acoustic song or and then we always have an electronic song which is like basically like Okay, it's it. Both are going to be mainly singing, and neither one are written yet. Right. So, like, but two, we're going to two ships out.
0: is electronic, and the summit is acoustic. Exactly. Reveries of flight is
1: electronic.
0: Electronic, and the acoustic one is Conscious Speaks. Right. Okay. Yeah, that one's shorter. And wait.
1: wait. Wait. What reveries is sun of the Morning? Yeah. Consciousness. Uh, con- Conscious is- Speaks is Children of Fire and uh and on children of fire family ruin was yeah, the, the electronic yeah. is what we called electronic yeah um I... then uh then we had uh on blooded unbowed we had uh oh no no on titan ep we had heavy hands yeah and that was both in one right cause it's an EP. uh and then we had uh freaking on blooded unbowed we had the summit and two ships, two ships okay, so all of the songs we just mentioned, mm-hmm. all of those, every single one of those was not written before we went to the studio and we tracked every other song and spent all of our time on every other song in the studio. And I spent we spent months writing every other song mm-hmm. that we tracked. and then those songs were all written within two to three days of just wow of just like after the bubble with the bubble is 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 this is this magic it's goku in the hyperbolic chamber like like (laughs) it's like it's like what i always want to get back to like creating a bubble that i can go back to because i got to experience it these these many times but also like with your writing partner like with the deadline with everything about it like where it's like okay i've been living in this space for x amount of days living and breathing it every single day the engine is primed like we're also so stoked on what's happened and where everything's are at and like oh my god we're near the finish line like like spirits are high we got we only have three days we have to focus like and then but also if it fails it's just the acoustic song which has brought the levity to those situations, like the, the perfect storm in those situations to create our favorite songs we've ever written. Like when you talk to Shane or I or anyone in the band, really like, like when we talk about like our favorite songs that we have, one of the, one of the songs I just mentioned shows up and it's like, it's like, yep. Like that, like one, two, all of the songs that we mentioned, What like, like they're always, they always end up hitting this magic spot where, Where, where you, you're, I don't know, you're riding the throttle just right. Yeah. You know?
0: And I feel like there's also something about having, like, anything, and I don't want to paint this in the wrong way because, like, I love my, my, like, old projects and my songs that are, like, ingrained in my psyche, but, like, obviously novelty is a factor in terms of feeling like there's energy in something and like Mm -hmm. when you hear a new song and you're really into it like how many listens of the song do you have before that like that real like presence and awareness you have with it starts to fade into like the more like okay it's like a background thing um and when you are creating something that like in real time you're holding that fire in your hands and like this is the project that I'm making right now and it's what I'm recording right now and it's like it's like you can feel like the goodness of it still like you can feel what makes it good and what makes it purr to someone who's hearing it for the first time like you have that kind of fresh audience outlook on the sound and so I think that absolutely has to play a role in like when you're recording these songs the one that you haven't hasn't already been rehearsed in your head a thousand times you're feeling that fire in your hands as you're recording and you're like oh my god this
1: song is so good like <laughs> it's it's the it's the inspiration of trailblazing like you feel like you're going down a path not traveled yet mm. whether it hasn't been traveled yet by your your audience your peers or just by yourself and you have this element of forgiveness to where, like, hey, if, if it doesn't work, fuck it. Like, we we haven't done this yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just trying something. I'm trying to push, mm-hmm. and like, like for some reason, you have this forgiveness to yourself that allow that opens up this other world that just allows your. It's a very you, you like like a you expression, you know, mm-hmm. allows you to put your your signature on it, your thumbprint on it. Yeah. Without polishing anything else, just being like, "Okay, that's it," and I'm letting go, and people connect to it—the raw, real, honest—that we'll get into next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, I want to hear yours. All right. So, uh, I uh, okay. So, so piggybacking off of what you just said, I too struggle with this with this challenge big time because I got really bored immediately, and um, I i was like okay i'm gonna write like a beautiful poem about my wife and i and and like that not to say that that would bore me but <laughs> also like i was like i was like okay i i, I don't want to do that under under a time constriction b i don't want to do it uh, like i i want that to just be i you said something uh er, er, to me on, on one of our calls where you're like I've got something I can share, but I kind of want to give it to Julia as a gift, and I want her to have it, and then her decide when I can share it. And I was like, "That's very, that's very romantic." Like, and I was like, "Well, shit! Like, I haven't written something for Jenna in a while. Like, I don't want to just write it for right guys. I want to write it for her." And and like, I, I wrestled with that for for a while, and then uh, and then I was like, "Okay." So what am I gonna do? And 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 I had to throw it way out of the box. Way out of the box. Okay. And I may have I may have skirted the line of the rules a little bit. <laughs> but okay. when you see how far out there I am, <laughs> I think I think I'll get a I think I'll get a pass. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, so um, uh, I sent it to your email, Uh-huh. and I'm, I'm giving you permission to open it now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> I'm seeing a stat sheet. <laughs> so I created a and d monster that I'm oh giving God. to the Right Guys community yes. that, you, that, that you dungeon masters can put into play in anything it's not a legendary character and it's not like 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 this is something that can happen in pretty much any town if you wanted to dude that's this is really cool i'm really glad that you did this format okay so the Tristing terror a medium undead The soul-mated spirits of two murdered lovers have conjoined in death to make a trysting terror. In desperation to feel each other's warmth again, the trysting terror seeks out and possesses living lovers, stealing the hosts away to feed their fiery passion in seclusion. The trysting terror ignores all living needs until their host body dies. Host bodies die, and they must find a new couple. Only one possessing a piece of the Tristing Terror's killer killers can bring an end to its amorous rampage. It is a chaotic neutral. This Tristing Terror has an armor class of 12, hit points 45, a 10d8, a speed of flying, it hovers, uh, and it's got a speed of 40 feet, strength of 7, dex of 13, constitution 10, Intelligence, 10. Wisdom, 16. Charisma, 20. Uh, Its saving throws are all based off of its charisma. It's got skills in deception, plus 9, and perception, plus 7. Damage resistances are acid, fire, lightning, thunder, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical weapons. Damage immunities, cold, necrotic, poison, condition immunities, charmed, exhaustion, frightened grappled paralyzed petrified poisoned prone restrained senses it has dark vision of 60 feet with a passive perception of 17 languages it can speak any language they want the the trysting terror the the couple once knew in life and it but it also understands any language spoken out of love hmm It's got a challenge of 10. You earn 5,900 XP off of killing this bad boy. Now let's move on to the abilities. Baked into this uh, new monster on the field is Star-Crossed Justice. If the Tristing Terror's attacker does not possess a piece of its killer killers... The Tristing Terror cannot be brought below 1 HP. Instead, it will slip into the Ethereal Plane and teleport to a safe area 100 feet away, healing to full health after its next possession. It's got Ethereal Sight. This is a common uh, D&D ability for ghost inspectors. Tristing Terror can see 60 feet into the Ethereal Plane when it is on the Material Plane and vice versa incorporeal movement it can move through walls and shit undead nature a trysting terror doesn't require air food drink or sleep moving on to the the actions take your breath away the trysting terror takes a creature's breath away the creature must succeed a on a constitution saving throw or begin to suffocate While suffocating in this way, its speed is halved and it can survive for a number of rounds equal to its constitution modifier. Minimum one round. Uh, During this time, the creature can speak only falteringly. This speech is insufficient for the incantations needed for spells. At the start of the first turn after these rounds, it drops to zero hit points and is dying. And the spell ends. At the end of each of its turns before reaching zero hit points by this effect, it can reattempt a constitution saving throw on a success. The spell ends. Its next ability is Crush. The Tristan Terror gets a crush on you. Target creature must make a DC 18 charisma saving throw, taking 38 necrotic damage on a failed saving throw, or half as much damage on a successful, successful one. It takes two. The Tristing Terror may possess two humanoids at once with possession. Possession. One humanoid that the Tristing Terror can see within five feet of it must succeed a DC 13 charisma saving throw, or be possessed by the Tristing Terror. The Tristing Terror then disappears, and the target is incapacitated and loses control of its body. The Tristing Terror now controls the body, but does, doesn't deprive the target of awareness. The Tristing Terror can't be the target; it can't be targeted by any attack, spell, or other effect, except ones that turn undead, and it and it retains its alignment, intelligence, wisdom, charisma, and immunity to being charmed and frightened. It otherwise uses the possessed target's statistics but doesn't gain access to the target's knowledge, class features, or proficiencies. The possession lasts until the body drops to zero hit points. The Tristing Terror ends it uh, as a bonus action or the Tristing Terror is turned or or forced out by an effect like the Dispel Evil and Good spell uh when the possession ends the tristing terror reappears in an unoccupied space within 5 feet of the body the target is immune to this tristing terror's possession for 24 hours after succeeding on the saving throw or after the possession ends and its last one is a common uh dnd uh action of etherealness shared by ghosts and specters the tristing terror enters the ethereal plane from the material plane or vice versa. It is visible on the material plane while it is in the board. It was in the border ethereal and vice versa. Yet it can't affect or be affected by anything on the other plane. This is cool. And so
0: like (laughs) when you have, this is awesome there's a million things i want to talk about with this okay okay one where did you get all like the D lingo because like i feel like you've only played once not like oh yeah it's like you've you've studied up for this like yes <laughs> this is like yeah it's it's pretty comprehensive
1: the so that was the rabbit hole of of like okay uh i I need to spice it up. I need some more parameters to get me like really cooking to make something that I'm excited about. And, and I was like, what if I made like a character and I've been playing a lot of this castle Ravenloft, and, uh, and I was just like, and and divinity and everything. And then, and then like I just love character like sheets, you know, like it goes back to like baseball cards, like watching someone's stats and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I was like, man, it just like like the name just just came through. And I was like, I, I was like, OK, what would be a real challenge? Like, OK, uh, what if you made a monster that was romantic? And then I was like, where could you do that? Oh, D&D, you could do that. What would you call it? And then I was just kind of like driving and laughing about it uh, much like you were talking about with like the, the, with your song, just like, just, just throwing it off. Like, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do a poem, but this is kind of fun to think mm-hmm. about. Then I was like, Tristing terror. I was like, oh, that sounds good. And then I was like, so what would a tristing terror be? And I remember I was at, uh, I, I think I was at Chipotle or something like that. And I just like got my phone out and I started talking about tri- like, what, what a trissing terror would be and I was like okay so so it's got to be romantic but it's got to be brutal like I don't want to make a monster that's easy uh, and I was like okay so we need we need we need some mechanics about this and I was like all right so the lore is they were murdered and now they're just like rampaging but it's it's not it's it's two people murdered at once in cold blood that spirits can join to make one greater ghost. Uh, greater spirit or whatever. And then they have this motive and you can beat it, but you can't beat it until their killer is defeated and you have proof of it. And, and then I was like, okay, so how do I make that not too black and white? Cause in D and D you want to be able to play however you want. And if you have a plot that is like, that makes you do something you don't want to do, then that's kind of immersion breaking. Um, So I was like, okay, maybe you just have to have a piece of their killer. Maybe you could maybe out of some way in D and D you could talk you could find this killer and talk them out of a finger or something like that. Like I'll pay you. Is like how much would it cost for your finger? You meet him in an inn. Is like he's like ten thousand gold, and you're like, oh, shit. But if we can, then we can get him to chop his finger off, and then the person who takes the last hit can be holding the finger, and then they will be able to kill it, uh, or this the 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 D the dungeon master write it uh, where this is like the killer's long dead and these people have been plaguing the town for like 100 years and there hasn't been a wedding in the town forever you know and like it's just like withering and you have to dig this guy up and and carry bones of him or something um yeah and so right. like it just kind of spiraled and then i was like okay what does a character card look like look that up and then I was like, shit, there's a lot of stuff to figure mm-hmm. out here. And so then it was like looking up looking up different D D creatures that had the same difficulty level and then like looking at their like stat points and like yeah. where they would be high and where they'd be low and and then like doing charisma instead of strength and all this stuff like that. And then just kind of some of the things are skinned. Uh, like crush is skinned from a crush. Of like a of a giant or something like that, but mm-hmm. instead of doing a strength saving throw, you have to do a charisma saving throw. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing bludgeoning damage, does like necrotic damage. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> smart. Yeah, I
0: that when I was doing uh, DMing, writing my own creatures, uh, like I was constantly. When you're trying to balance with players, you you want to keep them on the edge of death at all times, but oh, yeah. but keep them alive. God, that's so good. <laughs> but it's like uh, <laughs> like the the challenge ratings become incredibly delicate. It's like mm-hmm. a balancing on a knife's edge, and so like I would use these online calculators that you would put in your number of players and their levels, and then you would put in like a challenge rating and number of creatures. And oh, like nice. it would tell you like how deadly the encounter is. And um Yeah, yeah this, so th- this challenge rating ten. It's a toughie, dude.
1: Yeah, dude. so this this started this it started as a ghost. Like I found a, a stat card generator and I started with a ghost and then I skinned everything I could like creatively. But then mm-hmm. I was like, but it's not just a ghost, this is two ghosts, and like this is like 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 I want it to be a real event like this is like a this, yeah. this could be like the 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 thing of this village you know right yeah And that... then i f- I found some fan art that did like a greater ghost and that's where I got the stats mm. uh and and some thread and then I just went through and like tweaked stuff but've I've been so curious I've been so excited to show you to see if it if if by reading over it if you think it would work because i I don't know I don't fully know what the stats mean. (laughs) This would work. Um, you think so? Yes. Would it be a weird fight? Would it be like, shit, we got to retool and get a strategy about this. We'd have
0: to play it out. Uh, I think (sighs) like, like challenge rating 10 is like, um, like Strahd was like challenge rating 10. Oh, wow. So it's like, it's like main boss of like a, a mid level campaign.
1: Um, okay well that fits then yeah and so like uh like you have to quest a little bit to even get to kill it like you may you may encounter it and it's probably going to kill you but if you beat it without the quest completed it escapes so
0: And, and you know this is this is a type of creature yeah so like strad is a type of vampire vampires are challenge rating five strad is challenge rating 10 you know if you wanted to create a specific campaign around a particular trysting terror that mm. was named or known in some way it could be any challenge rating and this is the base creature but this challenge rating would definitely work for that kind of campaign and it would be like uh i don't know I've, i can already imagine the scenarios that are starting around like what? how do you hook players into this like unknowingly it's like they're they're visiting a new town and it's just like as they're getting to the town like there's just like people like having sex in the woods and like they're completely unable to like interact with them in any way they're just like locked in and there's like yes. that's pretty weird and then like they get to the town they don't like talk about it or think about it much eventually like they got and they find like the two dead bodies out there and, they're and just then like, they, they find out that like people have been like leaving this town in pairs for the past like few, oh, several months. Man. And it's like, whoa, what's going on with these
1: couples Dude, in the woods? This this was 100 percent like my well, you know, you know that my only my only draw from a and d and a proper D&D game was the one that you wrote for Shane and I. And just our experience in those, then that week of like going to the town and like how, like, 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 how I was like so immersed into the town that you created that I was really paying attention to anything that anyone said. And I was like, I was picturing like there's this old couple that's just crying and it's like their son has disappeared and they think he's going to be just like, like, like he just got, they're supposed to be married in the next like blah, blah, blah. And like, you're trying to like go around this town to find out any information and then you like when did these start happening? Like you have to go on to an investigation and the and the dungeon master would have to really like get involved in this to like put clues. Is there a grave site? Is the does the killer still live? Who's the killer gonna be? But I wanted mm-hmm. to keep it vague enough to where it could be tossed into uh, I got this village they're coming into. I don't know what I want them to face. What's something that could be new that wouldn't be like top, but would be difficult Mm -hmm. and be rewarding at the same time. And I thought like, even like it would be cool to, uh, to do like whenever, if you do kill the Tristing Terror, then it infuses whatever item of the killer that you are wearing with an ability that then you have as an item that you carry. Hmm like like minus one to necrotic or something like that or Mm -hmm. uh or or it ups your charisma permanently by two by wearing it something like that
0: yeah did the um the trysting It could be a whole (laughs) mini campaign you could write around this in fact maybe we should for right guys
1: let's do it well this is this is released into the world like this is just i want to get it out and 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 uh like 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 I want I want any of our right guys who are in a and d anybody anybody out there who can can give some wisdom on to how to make this like trim it down do we need to drop the, the the challenge level is it good where it's at like do we what what about it do we need to tweak to make it uh make it fit good and then just like it's just creation fodder just like take it run with it write a story about it the tristing terror is is yours? <laughs> Dude, it's amazing. Go Thank fight you. it. Get your get your item artifact saying yeah. that you
0: beat it. We definitely should do a, a simulation of its fight with Tristing Tara at some point
1: oh, with right guys. Love that.
0: You're gonna have to write it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do we'll do like I'll, I'll DM a campaign and we'll get people from the Discord or something in it. Oh, we'll get a man. little group going on a Skype
1: call. Oh <laughs> yes, we could do it. We could do it virtually like this yeah we could do it in the bar we could we could play D D in the bar oh my god i'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man awesome all right uh,
0: okay well one other thing that we wanted to do before we end this out was to talk about uh the questions we had gotten yes. from uh we've sent out to our discord we have this channel in our discord now for questions and comments if anyone has q a anything related to writing or me and micah uh at all uh is fair game for the podcast these questions if anything could be an excuse for us to delve into other topics too so like if you have non-writing or personal related things that are other questions that you have for us feel free to ask them on there. And if we have things to say about them, then they'll more than likely end up affecting the content that you listen to. So yep. it could be fun. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And the discord is where we will actually, we'll have, we'll have a, a, the PDF of the stat card, um, a stat block of Tristing terror up there for anyone to download it and dive in.
0: And so the question that we had, come in from Tim was what is your opinion on incomplete book series like Rothfuss and George R. R. Martin? And how much responsibility, if any, does an author or creative shoulder in completing a work in a timely manner? Mm. Uh, yeah, dude, lots of thoughts on this. It's a toughie. Um yeah, where are you at? I think like you see it happen kind of in different ways and, and in different circumstances, like name of the wind is the one that I'm most attached to with Patrick Rothfuss, where it's probably my favorite series and he's my favorite writer. I think, um, like I just in particular, like his prose, like the, like the words he chooses, the way he forms sentences. I like him as a writer. Um, and it's tough. Cause it feels a lot like, He has too much other stuff going on he's yeah. like really busy and he's he's got all these other projects and he's got these other projects because he got popular from writing these books mm. so it's this like catch 22 situation where people get really frustrated with him for not finishing the books because they perceive a social contract between themselves and the author and I I get that and I like feel the same oh, yeah. like I feel like I, I definitely want to read the last book um, in the series but at the same time I don't think anyone is beholden to any contract especially one that is not actually signed and sealed like there was no contract that he signed with the audience and any position that he has to then go and avoid writing those books like that's his prerogative writing the books I think should be made a good option for him by the audience and society. It's like that should be what he wants to do. That should be where the motivation is because that's what he's really good at. And that's why he got to where he is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you would love to see it continued that he just has the same motivations that he's always had. But he's been given opportunities to uh, excel and like have a really good life without doing that without writing like he now has an op- has opportunities to have a higher quality of life doing celebrity work than doing chair time and so like what do you expect it's well, like
1: i got a question for you do you find if you're selling a product and you want to go buy a story I want to buy a story. And you end it with to be continued. Do you find that as a promise that it will be continued? Or does that mean fill in the gaps? Or does it mean stay there, stay tuned? That's kind of a social contract. But like, okay, it is. But you took the time. you You put 40 hours of your life. So is he allowed? In, so to into, let- into writing. But with let's me on let's
0: this. put it this way: Is he allowed to die? Yes. Yes. And that is the only way. So out he's of the allowed contract. to die, and that's his only way out of the contract. In your mind, so
1: no, no. But I, I, I'm I'm playing I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm putting yeah. food for father out there, and, and and that is like. But but I honestly do believe that, and I'm coming from a position of passion on this because my favorite writer. um Scott Lynch. has infuriated me same way Scott Lynch where now I like, like Shane and I have talked about this a bunch uh, where like now I, I'm just choosing which, which I, okay. So I'm like, like when I'm talking about my favorite, I've got my top three and, and they are all neck and neck, but ultimately one appeals to me the most where I'm just like, that's that. This is exactly how I want to write, how I want to world build. Like, like this is where I want to live. And he created that. And now, just for the the fact that I can rely on these others, and they do it so well, and they do it so consistently, and they, and it keeps going, and I can keep going. Now, the breadth of them, where I started with him, they have so far surpassed what he's put out. I'm talking, Scott Lynch has put out three books in this series and the last one dropped in 2013 here we are in in 2022 and he's been saying that it was finished for like six or seven years the the last he's saying it's gonna it's gonna release the next year and it doesn't and that's been going on for six (laughs) years and and now and like you go on Dude, I am not alone in this. Go on and read. All right, so The Thorn of Ember Lane is the next Scott Lynch book in the Gentleman Ambassador series. Look it up on Amazon Books. It has like 1,700 five-star reviews of speculative reviews Mm -hmm. of where he's going to go with it. 1,700 people have logged on and (laughs) written where they think the book's going to go because we're all waiting. We're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, What are you doing? And He's not doing anything else. It's like you, you started this, and you said it was co- We had another one coming. We said we could get another one. Well, you said stay tuned, and every year you've said stay tuned. This year it's coming out, and it doesn't. And now it's to a point where like it's soiling my whole opinion of his writing. Where I'm like, yeah. dude, you're being a dick as an artist. Like, let us go. If you don't, if you don't want to do it anymore, that's fine. That is totally okay. If you want to do other projects, you just don't have the heart of it say it mm-hmm. and then surprise us later do the do yeah. the typical band thing that oh sleeper should have done a long time ago break <laughs> up even if you don't know if you want to break up and then just surprise we're back and everyone's like yeah <laughs> i'm so excited right but dragging it on is just like oh it's it's exhausting
0: yeah when i when i think of it from the artist perspective it's it is a lot more convicting to me i feel like as an audience member i don't I don't usually have those, like I'll definitely wait a long time for something and get frustrated waiting for something. I think as an artist, it feels so scary to me to think about that idea of like promising something and then not delivering on it. Like I feel like, like if I, I feel like set, like you said, setting up a to be continued and then selling something based on it saying to be continued. Yeah. the end.
1: and you may get stardom, and you may get fame from this. But guess, guess why you have that? Because the people who bought and read that book—that's why you're living in your nice cush house. That's why you're able to pay for your next meal. Right. That's why you're—that's why you're able but to get it's this like, new but, but, job that you enjoy. Well, take care of that, or like, end it. I feel like
0: the merits, the the merits are—I don't know. Maybe they're not. Like, but I, I feel like the things people have earned are almost always based on what they have done. And that's where it becomes like annoying to me to like when I see people really coming at Rothfuss for like, um, like having the life that he has and having like the, having the celebrity and like the money that he has for doing what he's done. And it's like, to me, it's like inseparable from, I just feel like I'm looking out at this crowd of people complaining and I'm like, you put, you put him here. Like you are doing this, like like the whoever are the people who have been like, if if I feel like it's his audience that really launched him into celebrity. Yes, and it's like
1: owes his audience what they want,
0: sort of. But also, like if you don't want to do that, then don't uphold his celebrity. Then stop following him and stop. No, no,
1: no. no, no, no. Celebrity is something given that then is maintained. You know, like, like it, like you have to ruin your celebrity to get it taken away hmm. or you fizzle out over time. But we're not talking about people who have had enough time to fizzle out where you forget about them. And now I I have to like just one more thing. I'm also saying this from a personal conviction standpoint. When we did the Indiegogo campaign, we raised X amount of dollars and said Hmm. that if we hit a certain goal, we would release a five song. Uh, that that we release an ep that and that, that's what we were trying to raise for but if we hit a different goal then we would release another album like like full length album and it would probably come out as two eps but we still would do it well life happened after that and we basically broke up and and spiraled into depression and uh and then like like, like literally like sold everything and 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 slowly but surely the years tick by and then it starts trickling in and i start seeing these these comments and and messages come in like yo you said if we supported you we would get another album where is it like you said it would come out after warp tour and in my mind i'm reading these like shit we have we that's so true we have to, we have we regardless of where we're at even if we put out a shit album we have to put something out like we said we would but how like the band's basically broken up like people are in other bands now like we've got jobs and families and kids and stuff like that and um and then it's like uh yeah like 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 that then then reassuring like okay well we did say after warp tour we didn't give a date um so as long as we do we just have to put one out we do have to put one out it can last however long but we do have to put one out and we should do it soon and then like the longer we went like the heat just like heated up and it was like people that we cared about that believed in us that put us on their back and took us to the finish line to let us go independent and we're we're just banking on our own promises our own to be continued this story is it, and I even said that I was like, "This story is the start of a new concept that will be continued if we reach this thing. Mm-hmm. If we didn't ever put one out, then it's definitely on us." And that was yeah. shady, and and we are doing a disservice. And that was a motivating factor for me to like push through some some like hard writer's block, some like personal depression and everything like that. Like like I like I needed to know like I to see our fans and be like be like, hey, they want us, they're depending on us. They we owe them this. Let's get past our own shit and do it. And then we ended up writing Bloody Dump Out and it was it's one of my favorite albums we've written. And I'm so yeah. glad that happened. But that integrity, like like you gotta click back into it. And I ran away from it for a long time. But I wish Patrick Rothfuss and Scott Lynch would just click back into it and remember what they started Mm -hmm. a to be continued when you're talking about hours upon hours of of reading and rereading and and developing characters that shape your life that you relate to that that are with you in certain situations and then that person says just wait till you see what happens next Mm -hmm. but I got a bins, and I got some really popular fans, and I'll make a lot more money if I write this book now. So you just sit tight, and I may get back to you. But these people are paying me more money now that I wouldn't meet unless you were there to mm. get me there. You know, like yeah, I think there's a responsibility.
0: Yeah, for sure. I I think that I think that you paint a a a pretty clear picture of the of the full um a b c that I wasn't connecting all the dots to before yeah are you on board oh yeah fuck them (laughs) yeah Yeah! in many many ways like my frustrations remain the same as they were and i yeah and 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 in a lot of ways like i'm not just gonna be angry at these people now but yeah getting an increased understanding of thinking about the contract from the artist's perspective i think that's something that i just haven't done enough of yeah because that because as soon as i inspect it from that lens, I can totally see the contract like I, I, I think that I don't feel it from the audience perspective all the time in a way that probably a lot of people don't who don't think about it mm. and don't question it. And and but but once I've examined it from the other side, I can see that contract is obviously totally there and it's like something that you're relying on as an artist as a very real
1: thing. And so to kind of like a handshake agreement, it's not official, but yeah, you said it. You I mean to it's then your go word. And, like
0: consider it an illusion, and to blow past it in the future is pretty crazy.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, like, but I'm I'm with you. in the if either one of them put out, muster up and just push it through and put that out, I'm buying that thing. I'm reading it because I've wanted to read it for so long, and I'll probably be frustrated. And then whenever I finish it, I'll be like. God, I'm so pissed! It took me so long to read that because it was so good, <laughs> and I hope like that's what I hope. And then, but man, I hope they don't ghost. Also, that was something I remember uh, Shane uh, telling me about uh, Game of Thrones. He was he was seriously concerned about George R. R. Martin's health, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Man, he's taken so long to finish this story. Yeah, and he has strung so many people along, and this massive." Like group of followers, and now he's getting like the biggest Netflix series ever for this and and getting paid to go back and rework parts of the story where all of us who brought him there are just waiting to see this thing finished, and he doesn't look good, and mm-hmm. it's like, dude, come on, like this story it's it's kind of like when your story surpasses your name, you know, yeah, or it's like, hey, you could pass and leave something great for the world unended like don't do it you you've you've inherited a responsibility well, and, i mean
0: you have to wonder about the gravity of that legacy and how much it weighs on like like to 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 live up to the setup that you've mm-hmm. created in these books already it's like knowing like rothfuss has set himself up for like one of the ultimate like there's just so many pieces ready to come together and it's like he's laid a lot of the clues in throughout the series and a lot of the fans have pieced things together by now where it's like there's enough theories out there to construct a full book and if he doesn't live up to and surpass them then it's going to be real bad and yeah. and it's tough cuz there's been like a hundred like hundreds of thousands of minds cracking at this like and what are you supposed to do like he's a he's a genius he created an intricate puzzle box but there's a lot of other geniuses out there that have been working at that puzzle box and it's like he waited a long time dude and like they're all they've all got their positions they're all waiting in ambush for you now oh the
1: pressure's on if you just released the next one right in, in in you know succession to the last it wouldn't give everyone this time to like feed on it and his idea would be novel on top of it but it's Mm -hmm. gonna be hard to be novel now that everyone's gotten to think of everywhere else it could go someone's gonna be out there whenever he puts it out someone's gonna be out there and be like yeah that's what i thought Happen, yeah, you dude, know? and that's like what people you don't have want. figured out like
0: what the knots in Dennis' hair were saying when she was in the city. And Quoth is like braiding her hair through the illish oh knots, like people God, have like you figured serious? out like what all the secret messages hidden in all the poems, like, <laughs>
1: oh, like all those, like that was, yeah, it, it, the longer you wait, the more complicated it gets. Mm-hmm. Um a point in case Bladed Unbowed uh, came out I, I, I put the concept uh, 30 years in the future from when Titan EP was I was like I waited so long since we released Titan EP and he was at this point and my life has changed so much and my inspiration for writing has changed so much from that point I'm a completely different person in order for this to feel organic at all i gotta hop it forward 30 years mm-hmm. to where now i'm not talking about this teenager who's found this new ability i'm talking about somebody who's like feeling the weight of responsibility <laughs> you know? Yeah. um that that is a really good that's a really good question who said that who, who asked that, that was from tim awesome tim good question one of our
0: uh discord contributors yeah
1: thanks. yeah well please, this is this will be a new segment on us, uh, the the question and answer. So hop in there and ask questions you wanna you wanna see answered and we'll we'll toss them around, chew them up. And so what else is there to go over? I so we I just could. have the new challenge. All right. I think. Yeah. Okay, so uh we're wrapping up here. This has uh been a rich Marathon of an episode. So if you're still sticking around, I've I've, (laughs) I've had such a good time. So I hope anybody else has too. um, but we're going to wrap it up with the new challenge for next week. Um, again, the new, uh, curriculum we're adding in is that, uh, if you get on a hot streak of submitting five times in a row, we will have you on as a guest. Um, to talk about your writings and to talk about how the, the right guys curriculum of challenging yourself every week to have chair time has uh, inspired your writing and what you've learned from it. But you'll get a chance to plug stuff
0: you're working on. If
1: you're, if you are a writer. Absolutely. Um, so this next challenge, what challenge number is this going to be? Would this be,
0: so this is episode eight. So I believe we are issuing challenge nine. Challenge one was answered in episode one. Challenge one was issued pre-episode one. So this would be episode eight. We're issuing challenge nine, which will be delivered in episode nine. Perfect. Okay, Okay. so this is for challenge nine. It's going to get real complicated after this. The challenge numbers are probably going out the windows soon after we hit those (laughs) double digits.
1: So what we're going to do on challenge nine is exactly what we said about the toolbox. So we got two new tools in the toolbox. We've got uh, the throw that thing down, flip it and reverse it tool. And uh, we have the roll a roll tool. And what we're going to use on this one is this is the roll-a-roll challenge, okay? Pretty open, pretty uh, straightforward, um, not too many constraints, just a challenge to use this tool in your writing. Uh, what we're going to do is uh, basically write a story where the characters in the stories and the stories are rolled. You rolled the roll for each, each character in the story. This does not have to mean that uh, that what you rolled is who they are, or a, a, as in like, let's say like, I want to write a story about a dragon rider and his knight friend, and they're going to, you know, pair up and storm this castle. That works. Now roll each character and to give depth and subcontext to that character and write your story. Uh, inspired off that and in that you're going to list the characters and what the noun you rolled was um we'll put up a. Uh, we'll if just google random noun generator or uh ask somebody as candidly as you possibly can like the best thing is if this has nothing to do with your challenge um uh, but just tell us what you rolled Tell your story and then uh, we'll have a great time picking apart where we think we see that role in your characters and and where this went and where it could have gone. And give us feedback. We love it whenever you submit your submission and then say, hey, I want to tell you a little bit about this. Because then if, if we had decided to choose that and talk about it, then that gives us great insight that we can share with everybody else. So we just get a deeper view into your work. And so just to just to be super clear on the roll or roll thing, what
0: we're doing for that is we're going to be, so like you said, taking a, an idea for a story with a certain number of characters. And then for each of those characters, we're going to do this exercise on them, which is what we did in the middle of the episode with the, with the word hall. Uh, and so you're going to get a random word and then you're going to write down things about that word things about yeah. the noun and then you're going to base a character on all those same traits that that noun sort of embodied right and so you know a character being like a hallway can be a pretty abstract thing but that's what we're going to end up with you know right maybe and it it's doesn't characters have to be that are like nouns
1: doesn't have to be main characters either it could just be someone that they're interacting with but um but either way just like we did the example with with ben's character Trenalt, and he drew Hall. And then, well, then we go through the process of, well, without thinking of Trenault, what do we know about, what do we know of the basics of a hallway? And it's mm-hmm. they keep it basic. That's, that's where it really gets exciting. Don't think about yeah. your character in these. List them out and then go by one by one I'm, and figure out how that could relate. And we were altering an existing character, but
0: I'm super excited to do this in a scenario creating new characters where there's no existing template that I'm trying to fit the idea of long and deep or cavernous onto. But just getting that concept fresh with a blank slate and thinking what could this mean in its most pure form?
1: It kind of opens it up to a. a, a, It could turn into a fun, intuitive writing exercise where you don't really know what's going to happen. That's what I'm. You know, they're going to meet someone. You're like, who the fuck is this going to be? And then you're like, oh, he's a Volkswagen what do I know about Volkswagens? So, and then you start writing a character who's like, <laughs> I guess that's a yeah. proper noun, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I think it's a super
0: exciting idea to just have characters that have these really specific personalities mm. and then to just put them into kind of a random scenario and let that shake out and see what yes.
1: happens. Do not, say that your character is like a hall or is like your word <laughs> this is all for subcontext and to yeah. and to inspire their reactions thoughts all that uh yeah it was long and deep like a hall <laughs> the thing about trenald is he had lots of entries and exits much like a hallway his mind echoed like a hallway <laughs> just constant <laughs> that's not the idea uh awesome yeah well that's all i got
0: very cool
1: me too <laughs> <laughs> all right well we love you guys uh get that chair time in and uh can't wait oh to yeah see one y'all. quick
0: thing oh because i'm going to be signing off to everyone as the right guys we did have a comment um and right girls was pointed out to us in my mind and my parlance just wanted to be clear and upfront guys means guys and girls. Yeah. So when I say right guys, it's hopefully inclusive of right girls as well. Absolutely. Um, But I would love to open the discussion on this. If you guys would, if, if people would like, if girls would like to, to have a separated term that I'm saying both, then we can discuss and I will do that. Uh, I but,
1: like, like I refer to all of my close circle whether they be a uh, guy or girl as dude yes and I call and, my
0: wife and my mom both dude every
1: yeah. time I see them and I think of uh and whenever I see my friends like when I talk to my my group of friends I say what's up guys what's up guys I love you guys like that's that's the that is the context of of um right guys that's how we see it but uh we're not changing the name but yeah (laughs) but but we can absolutely change the way we uh salute and or salute if it's desired so yeah if it's desired yeah let's just be comfortable all right and
0: hey to all you right guys out there i'm gonna say have a have a great night have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great rest of the month. However long it is till the next episode, we're so excited to see you in the next one. Yes,
1: love you guys. Peace. Right, guys out.
2: That's a
1: good one.